Skull Squid Comics Podcast, episode 4.6, I think. 4.6? 4.5? Uh, 4.6. I don't know. It's got to be because we're in the in the March. I don't think we missed one yet, have we? I don't keep track. 4.6, uh, season 4, episode 6. Yes. I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And every couple weeks we get together and we talk about comic mm. books and lots of other things. But Whoa. mostly comic books. Jalapeno? We're going to no. keep the non-comic book talk to a minimum today. Okay. We got a lot of comic books to talk about. I will say though, I'm having this nice Mexican chocolate stout beer from what is that, Shirefly or something? Yeah, this oatmeal stout sounded better than actually. This wow, I'm kind of liking this Mexican chocolate stout. Shirefly. Mm. <coughs> mm. Jesus. Wow. Bitter beer face. Bitter beer. Mm. Yeah, this one's not too bad. <laughs> the only thing I, I hope it's strong so it off. kicks in soon. Have either of you guys, you both now have HBO. Max. Damn it, I want to watch something about the flags or something uh, that started. The flags, of, uh, it's a pirate thing. That's oh, I watched like the Takiya first Watiti. five minutes of that and oh, it was stupid. Oh, is okay. it like a comedy? I think my dad was I think it is supposed that. to be a comedy. But it's what you need works. to watch is the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, okay. I know, it's John it's Goodman and some other stuff. But good. It's hilarious. Is that a comedy? Yes. Uh, yeah, but it's about like evangelicals. He's like know, an evangel, like a big rich evangelical guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think they're. And it's got uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the the guy that was unjustified, the, the oh, minor yeah. guy, the bad guy. Oh, okay. His name is in. Uh, Walter Hateful Goggins. Eight. Yeah, Walter Goggins is in it. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, he actually created it. Uh, God, I can't ever think of that guy's name. Well. Either be prepared or just don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. You got two cha- You got two Danny, options. Danny something. McBride? Danny McBride. Okay. Danny McBride. I yeah. get that. I'm just... It's funny. It's it's awesome. Cool. There, there's only two seasons out. Did you start watching Lovecraft Country like we talked about? I haven't yet. I, God damn I watched it. like half of the first episode. Yeah? Yeah. Did, did it grab you? I'm like five episodes in. Kind of. It's okay. I don't love it yet. Hmm. Well, you better start. You only got like five left, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to finish it, but I don't know that at this point I'm totally... I don't... At this point, I don't understand the hype, because they acted like it was really good. Really good. Mm. I don't I think remember. it could have had a whole lot of hype if it only made it through one season. Um, I think they would have done more, but I guess there were behind-the-scenes issues, is what I heard read. The showrunner was not easy to work with, and so they didn't renew it. Uh, but it got great buzz, and I think it was... Well, but I don't know. Isn't that uh, is that Jonathan Majors or something? I think it's like in the lead role. I got up to the I part no where idea. the where they chased him out of town. Okay, where the cool the white boat chased black boat. Out where he's of town. chasing him, and they got like till sundown to get out of the county. Yeah, because oh. it's that. Yeah, we talked about that. We did. Yeah, in that uh, one of the ed brubaker sean phillip books oh yeah they talked about the sundown, sundown town, town yeah. yeah yes yeah. Well, this right. was a sundown county they had till sundown to get out of but that's not why they chased them out they were there during the day they wanted to eat in the diner oh that chase yeah in the first episode they, yeah they go in on this, the trip i think on the in the rest in that first episode they have another chase where some guy finds him like in the woods and it's not know. sundown yet and he's like you got they're like he's like you heard of a sundown town and they're like yeah well this is a sundown county and he's like he's like so if you're here sundown we have the right to hang you 
And the guy's like, well, we're going to go that way and head out of town or out of the county. He's like, I don't think you'll make it in time. And he's like, okay, then we'll go that way. And he's like, that might work. So they hop in the car and they're going. And the dude's behind him. And like the sun's going down. They're trying to get over the county line. You know what I mean? And like sun's going down. They're like timing it. They're like, and the guy's like behind him chasing him. And like, they're like, they're like speed. He's like, no, if I speed, he's going to pull me over. It's like, I got to go to the speed limit, but I got to get out of the county. So it's a fairly suspenseful. Suspenseful. I don't mean to laugh. It's horrible, but it is horrible. It sounds, but it sounds comical. Ferris is told, told jackass, but yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, we've been on Friday nights having Friday night animation uh, watching Attack on Titan. Oh, nice. Cool. Because I guess the fourth final season half or whatever is now being aired. And so, but it's taken so long for these, you know, whatever the hell it is, almost 100 episodes now, I think, to come out that Xander forgot a lot of it. So we're kind of going back then. I've never seen it, so we're watching... All of it. We're about, we're almost through the first season. I mean, each season is like 24 episodes, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're on like episode, I think, 18 or something like that up there. If you, has he already watched Evangelion, I assume? I think he's watched a season of it. That one didn't seem to grab him. You should but. try, uh, on Amazon, they have the rebuild. You know, like the rebuild. Yeah, movies. yeah. And I think it's four movies and they have all four of them. I've seen it. It was up there. I, I haven't watched it yet. I watched the original. I really want to watch the rebuild. Okay. I think yeah, I, watched I the saw first it was movie. up there, and I asked him about it, but uh, not, you know, for me, him, if, yeah. for for me to invest some of that time, I gotta have you know him. Zander yeah, if he's not into it, I guess that would be better. Yeah, I just thought maybe Xander he's into Japanese Kalen animation, watch it, but yeah. Did he ever get into Dragon Ball Z? That's long. That was no, like he didn't. I don't know, that was like a shit ton of episodes. No, I think he was watching some of those uh, two hundred or isekai types. You know, where I don't. I think he watched a little bit of Sword Art online and then kind of got sick of that and moved on. Uh, yeah. And then he went into some others, but cool. I don't know. I can't name the one. Hell, half time he'd probably tell me. He's he's gives all of them, I think, a little bit of a chance, but if they don't grab him within the first half dozen episodes, he moves on. So yeah, that's smart. Yeah. But anyway, that's the one, though, in which I've been highly recommended by all three of my kids. So I'm starting to watch that one. And yeah, as the animes go, it's it's definitely very good. I like good it. things. Yeah. I can't stop watching Japanese animation. I mean, it, the, the problem is, it's like all the Japanese animation where, you know, they can, so there's certain episodes where they will spend the entire time on somebody's, you know, in, internal struggle that they're having, you know, and you feel like, by the time the episode ends, they're almost at the same part place where they were at the beginning, you know, that like almost nothing really happens. It's all this inner turmoil that goes on, you know, so you you have that kind of, uh, to me, it seems slow, but it's probably that American freaking bang, bang, bang that's in me, you know, sometimes, so. Bang, bang, American. Yep. ADD, whatever, you know, Don gives me crap about it. The fact that I can't like really binge watch anything. Right. Uh, Adam Project watched it. I liked it. Thought it was decent as Netflix movies go. My wife uh, watched it without me. An enjoyable little thing. Popcorn flick. Don't think too much about it, but it was a fun little thing. Um, oh, I saw Scream. Oh, so did, I I Scream. did you watch okay. it? We, we, I thought it was fine. I I liked it. Okay. We did a marathon, so we watched all of them. Oh, good God. Oh, God. Yeah. That had to suck. No, I liked oh, the Scream movies. Okay. And they're they're retarded by the time you get to is this the fifth one? Yeah, fifth one. And I'm like, 
Four was pretty bad, I thought. I thought like, the first three were decent. I'm like, you know what? Why do you keep dragging him into the kitchen? Yeah. And then letting him get away? Yeah. I, just shoot him. You gotta give your villain speech at the end and explain what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. Just shoot him, drag him into the kitchen, and then yeah. stage the scene. Well, what I love is the villains are always like, well, it's gotta go this way, it's gotta go this way. I'm like, dude, have you seen it? Have you seen the movie? The villain always dies. You always lose. That's the thing you're not missing about this. You think you're got the one villain that's gonna win. Every then, movie, the villain loses. And then they're always, the other thing I was thinking about it, because it, I don't know, the Scream series, like, they even go into where they're making the stab movies mm -hmm. inside the screen movies. Yeah. You've got like eight stab movies, so it's kind of like a movie in a movie or yeah, whatever. Sure. But it's like, how do these people, after the fourth time or the fifth time, think that they're going to be able to follow the plan and then get away with it? Yeah, because they know that at the beginning, like, the people that staged it are the ones that did it. So, yeah. like, the lone survivor scenario is not going to work in the yeah. fifth screen movie after. Four people have tried it, and it didn't work. Yes. I just like it, because um, some of them I hadn't seen for a long time, and it's like, you try to figure out who the two killers are, yeah. and I was doing that in the in this, last the, one. the last one, and I had, I had one of them, but I didn't have the other one. Yeah, so. I figured, I kind of figured, but then I wasn't sure. I mean, you never know for sure, because right. it could always completely yes. flip or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I had suspicions. And, and they, well, as you get to the end, like you know, there's only like at the end of that one, there's only like five people left, five right? People and you're like, well, it can't be the girl on crutches, right? I actually thought it was. I, mean, I, I tried thought... to, but I was like, she's on crutches. I mean, she can barely move, so it can't be her. And then usually these are with the handful. You're like, well, it can't be, right? And you're like, all right, it's got to be. I had the girl. Two, right? I had the girl picked out. Okay, I was more confident on the guy. The girl, I wasn't sure, but. And I don't know. They, because the one we watched, the one right before, like four, it was the, he wasn't really the boyfriend, but the, he was, they had just hooked up. Yeah. And he was tied to the chair oh, yeah. by the pool, mm -hmm. and she runs out and, yeah, and let, releases him. Yeah. And then he just gets up and stabs her. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, all right, they weren't really boyfriend. I was like, maybe it is the boyfriend, but I don't know. But, yeah, um, I like the Scream movies. I, I, do. I, I don't know. I, th I think they're they're, they're just all... subversive enough, but yet they're kind of formulaic at the same time. Yeah, they and then they were calling it like. What? But I really think I'm done. Like I don't like. I think they've done. Like this one but felt kind of redundant. Like I didn't I feel like it had anything too new to it. I under I think so, but I, I think of like all the movies like recently that have been remade or redone or whatever. Yeah. I think this one was not. A waste. Like yeah. I think it well, actually. It's a I know <laughs> that's funny. Meryl. Are you familiar with that term? <laughs> oh, no. Cool. <laughs> they explain it. It's like a sequel, but yet they bring back like the initial like characters and like work them in. So it's like a, it's like a sequel, so but it's kind of like a reimagining too of the sequel. So sequels. you have the legacy characters, so but that yeah, the you old people are still interested in, in it. But yeah, it's a remake to get like it's a remake to get new, new people, people into so it. So basically, like Star Wars. But uh, Star Wars, Matrix. Yeah, everything, right? Yeah. It's like but I mean, like out of all that, like out of the Terminator, Matrix, I know, think the did new, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I I liked it. I thought yeah. it was fine. I thought it held up. It wasn't like a lower standard of the first two or three. No. I thought it was. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. No. Totally. 
but uh, yeah. The first oh, and then was amazing the first time because it was innovative. Yeah, yeah it's just the formula, right? God, the for, are you gonna watch it? Yeah, but I mean, you can spoil whatever. It'll be months probably. A fucking you. Dewey. Just, oh. I'm so happy that what happened to him happened to him because he's the dumbest dumb bastard ever. Because he like shoots him eight times in the gut. Yeah. And the saying is, you always shoot them in the head because they come back. Yeah. He shoots them, and then, rather than as soon as he shoots them, you tie them up or you handcuff them, he leaves them there. Yeah. And then tries and to get the, the women into the elevator yeah. to let them go away. I'm like, no, you take care of the problem. Then like, I'm the guy yelling at the TV, like, yeah, at the horror yeah. movie. Like, you idiot, don't do that. Yeah. But I was just like... Moron! Well, How many of these thought, have you gone through? I thought the idea of the screen <laughs> movies was that the characters didn't make all those stupid mistakes. Right. Like in the first one, that was a whole shtick, right? Like, right. they don't do the stupid thing. But then, in this one, they kind of were doing some of the stupid things. So yeah. like... I mean, right? I, I and he had even said something, like, earlier. He's like, you always shoot them in the head because they always come back. Yeah. And then he shoots them, like, four times in the gut and just leaves them laying in the trophy case. And I'm like, no. Well, I mean, in the heat of the moment, you can make mistakes. At least he went back to try and do it, right? <laughs> right. The one that, I think it's probably the fourth one. The one where they're sitting on the couch, the two girls are sitting on the couch watching the movie. Yeah. And then the, the she kills them. Oh, yeah. It's got, uh, anyway. And then it's, it's the movie, and then they go into two other girls sitting on the couch watching the movie, and yeah. it's a movie, uh -huh. so it's like a yeah, movie inside weird. a movie yeah. inside a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember like, that. It's yeah. kind of goofy. Anyway. Which one was that? Number three? I, I like this one, though, four. at the end at the end of this one, where she's on the couch watching the person on the couch, <laughs> and there's somebody behind her, and she, she <laughs> turns watching. around. Because it's her uncle. Yeah. The, sure. the guy from the first one that lays all the rules down. Mm -hmm. And he's at, they're at the party, and he's laying on the couch. And watching, yelling at Jamie Lee Curtis to look behind her. And the ghost is coming in behind him while he's watching it, yelling at her to turn around. Well, this legacy, it's his, like, niece. Mm. And she's on the couch watching a home movie of him watching that. So the ghost is coming up behind him. And the ghost face is coming up behind her as she's yelling at the TV. I don't know, I don't know it's kind of funny, but like, whatever. It's like when you see a picture of a picture of a mm -hmm. picture. I think the only other thing I watched, I finished that Joe versus Carol TV show. I don't know what that is. Joe Exotic versus Carol Baskin. Oh, yeah, yeah. The second season? No, this is a television show. Yeah, it's the with one actors. Uh, Kate McKinnon plays um, Carol, Baskin. Carol Baskin. Oh, really? Yeah. They got some other guy. What's it on? It's on Peacock. Peacock. There's only like eight episodes. Oh, I gotta watch that. You would probably like it because you like Tiger King. Did you watch Tiger King? Yeah, I've seen Tiger King. Oh, that's not the first season I never watched. Second I watched the second season. I watched but this is, so they have actors playing all the people and they're basically telling the story in kind of chronological order with some flashbacks and stuff. Mm. So it's pretty interesting. Did either of you guys watch the video that I linked with the Joe Biden? Yeah, Saturday that's pretty Night funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. 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 Have you seen Spider-Man? No, I can't get tickets. <laughs> it's like they've tested Spider-Man. It's 98% on, uh, what is it, uh, rotten, rotten potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> it's like, you want to know if you have COVID? Look in your hand. Is there a ticket that says you've recently seen Spider-Man? You got COVID. Then you have COVID. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And then that guy, you nerd, 
He's like, do you think we're living in a multiverse? And he's like, finally, a real question. <laughs> it's like, I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> There's three Joe Bidens. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, was, that was hilarious. All right. <laughs> All right, what else did you say you watched? I cut you off. Uh, watched screen. Turning Red and... Um, Pixar. Know. It's Pixar movie on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think that was probably just about it. All right, what else do you watch? Nothing? Just Scream? A Scream Marathon? Scream, Scream, Scream. We watched Smokey and the Bandit 1 and 2. Good God. Does this guy live in, like, what time? <laughs> I, I Did you get people to watch that with you? Me and Barbara watched it. She wanted to watch Smokey movies the from the 90s and the 70s. Dude, Smokey and the Bandit. Is bad? No, the first great. one is so awesome. It's so awesome, but so I'm with you, but I mean, good, my dude. God. It's so good. Pulling out crap from oh what my God knows when. It's so good. Jackie Gleason. Guess I need to go back and watch the first movie in the band. The first one. The second one is not, not good. so good. How about the third one? I don't know. We haven't watched that one yet. There's a reason. But we, we've we been watching the Righteous Gemstones quite a bit. Cool. So. So awesome. Smokey and the Bandit? Smokey and the Bandit yeah, is so awesome. She thinks Smokey and the Bandit is awesome. Alright. Um, cool. That's all we watched. Okay. I guess. Yeah, that's what we talked about that. some books. So we can actually talk about books. Holy crap, did you read all that? I did, that's what I read. Seriously? That's why I figured I could give you some books Jesus that I read. Jesus Christ, this. man. Is that why you got a door hanger? Yeah, you can have it. Do you have an issue? Did you buy one? Uh, I think I bought it through... I got an extra. I think I bought it through the, uh, uh no, through Literati. Oh. I think you they're literally have a stack that's like a foot high, almost. They're releasing it through previews now, but like they got Literati Press or whatever is, like, publishing it. Yeah, I know. That's oh. the publisher. It says right there, LP Literati Press. Oh, shoot. Did you see the Did you see... news story about David Gallagher? No. <laughs> it's in New York City, <laughs> where he lives? Yeah. And he was, like, outside his apartment building, uh -huh. and there were some guys that were, like, roughing up some girl, like, okay. had her pinned against the car, and he stepped in uh -huh. and, like, told him to get away, and yeah. they, like, attacked him, oh, and, no. like, no, he's okay, I guess, like, they, but anyway, it was, like, entertainment news. Oh, wow. He had a segment on entertainment news with David Gallagher, and, because they were, like, they were, like, this guy is a comic book writer. He writes about superheroes. He is a superhero. Wow. <laughs> like he, so he, he ran him off, but then they like picked up a trash can and threw it at him. And then the dude ran off and picked up a big rock and threw it at him and like hit him. So they're saying that he had like, like some rib issues and like a kidney thing or whatever, but he was walking around talking. He's not I think he even anyway. took a punch. I know. I think the dude punched him in the face too. Ouch. But they had the Entertainment Tonight news guy walking with him, talking to him down the street or whatever. Yeah. It was interesting. I saw a link on Facebook, like Steve Ellis had shared oh, it. Because I'm friends with Gallagher and Steve Ellis, so it popped up on my wow. Facebook. But uh, look at him, man. Cool. Well, we had David Gallagher at Aircap one year. Cool. He was I know guest. we had Steve Ellis as well. Yeah, the same year. Was it the same year? Okay. Yeah, because they they're, worked together. Yeah, they worked together. Okay. Kind of like a team. Yeah. But the, oh, and the other tidbit of news. Other tidbit. The Heritage, Heritage Auction. Mm -hmm. Did you say they, they have the uh, original artwork for the cover of Dark Knight 3 coming up in their next auction? Wow. Did you see Jim Rugg got in a little bit of hot water? I did. Okay. Yes. 
I don't know exactly how to feel about that. Feel whatever you want, man. He apologized. No, I know. I don't... But I mean, not not about him. I'm talking (laughs) about whether the cover should have even been an issue or not. That's what I mean. It's a weird cover to parody. I mean, I know it's an iconic cover, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of a serious subject, so to parody, it's kind of goofy, but... Yeah. I know Jim doesn't mean any harm. He just no, I'm sure he didn't either. I was funny. I was reading like a bunch of stuff on like Facebook and Twitter about it, and everybody was just like, "That Jim, he needs to get away from Ed Pisker. <laughs> like that dude is just corrupting him. <laughs> like, like if I if I spent. A did year you watch with... the Brian K. Vaughn interview they did? I listened to it. I didn't watch it. Apparently, he hates writing. Did you catch that? Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, multiple times he's like. Writing is awful. It's the worst. I hate it. It's like torture. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's what he chose to do for a living. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's for all sorts funny. of stuff. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Well, I think he enjoys writing. Well, like he said, he enjoys the, he enjoys the in product. Right. He, he's happy when it's done, but the process right. of actually the writing process. it is torture to him. Yeah. Wow. Did you listen to the Brubaker one? I have watched the Brubaker mm-hmm. one. That one is kind of interesting. Cool. That one's I've already cool. seen a lot of Brubaker podcasts, so I'm trying to figure out if it makes sense to watch I it. I think there's different stuff. But in I'm guessing it. That, uh, Ed and uh, Jim usually have good questions. Did you notice? Well, you probably didn't notice. Maybe you noticed in the recent previews that just came out. Nope. There's like two or three other, well, th- two other people that are doing the same thing that like they're doing. They're releasing original graphic novels like in short bursts like that. Like Jeff Lemire, I think, is doing one. Mythos, yeah. And then there was another one by Jerry Dugan or Duggan or however you say uh, his yeah. name. Like, well, to be fair, I don't know if you follow Lemire on any, uh, if you're on his newsletter. I'm or... not. Okay. So he's put, he's, it's called Bone Mythos. It's a shared universe that him and the guy who did, uh, Gideon Falls did, Sorrentino. Oh, yeah, Sorrentino. They're going to do a line of horror books that right. are each self-contained, but, um kind of interconnected as as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you can read them on their own, but they're, like, of a bigger shared universe thing. Right. But he said he's going to jump around in different formats. Some might be OGN, some uh, might be series, some might be whatever. He said he's not tying himself to just original graphic novels. He's got gotcha. so This first one is, but he said the next one may be a series, or the next one might be this. He's like... I figured know. they were going to just run with that model, because that model works really well. For it Lee does. Baker and but Lemire said he, he doesn't want to be bound to this one. I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of... Crazy like Matt Kent. So. He is. He does a lot of different stuff. Anyway, I was just going through doing my order, going through the previews, and there were like three of them. Or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly like what Brubaker and Phillips are doing. Like, Brubaker keeps saying how well they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure somebody's going to do it. Well, it's funny because Brubaker, I'm sorry, Pisker and Rugg asked uh, Brian K. Vaughn if you ever thought about just doing graphic novels. He's like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I like graphic novels, but I'm doing comic books, man. Yeah. Monthly. Hmm. What's he funny does, is he does a lot of screenwriting, though, too, does he? I or think he so. He worked for TV. He but, worked on well, Lost, and obviously yeah, yeah, he did some he did some stuff on The Runaways. But, I mean, he was doing that at the same time of comic yeah. books. He was a showrunner on Under the Dome. Right. Was he? Okay. Comics for a while. Oh. It was spinning. Yeah. Um, nice. But Brubaker did... Stuff too. Yeah, he did, Brubaker he does TV shows too. Okay. He wrote some Westworld episodes. Did that? I guess just where I was going. That I mean, maybe Brian K. Vaughn felt like the comic world works for him at least right now. But I don't know. I mean, 
Well, obviously, he, he's dabbling in other things besides just comic books. I guess. I, since you are a Brian K. Vaughn yeah. fan, you should watch or listen to that. I think you would find it interesting. I probably would because it was somewhat illuminating. I didn't know much. He's. I haven't seen a lot of interviews with him. Like I have other people, and it was interesting. No, they've been talking. I've been trying to listen. I listen to it on a podcast. I don't because I listen to it in the car That's most cool. of the time. Yeah. So I don't get the visuals, but they did one with Walt Simonson. Yeah, I almost watched that one. And I listened to that one, but I was kind of the same thing. I was like, oh, I've been listening to a lot of White's, Walt Simonson lately. Yeah, but I mean, there's only so much. They spin it, though. It was interesting. Like, yeah, he, they do a good he, job. He, he told a couple stories that he hadn't, that I hadn't heard, that I had yeah. heard before or whatever, but they That's usually the tweak stuff. They get the best out of their guests. Yeah. So, and they tend to ask good questions that maybe some people don't have the balls to ask. Right. Well, I think they asked Walt Simonson a question and it took him an hour to answer it. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Yeah. White, Walt Simonson. Well, like, you know, talk. Mark, like they asked Mark Miller, he has that Netflix deal. They're like, yeah, so how did you split up the money between you and the artists? I mean, who would ask that? But right. like, they just ask him and he's like, yeah, 50-50, all my artists, we do 50-50. I was like, oh, cool. Nice. I didn't know that. That's an interesting piece of information. <laughs> did I tell you the uh, story of, uh, I think it's Scott Dumbier. Um, he used to be... He's the guy that's at IDW, right? That does all the uh, sure. artist editions or whatever? Yeah, I think so. So I was listening to that podcast that you have a problem with, with that guy that does Felix? the artwork. Yeah. Okay. And I guess Scott Dumbier, back in the 90s, he used to be uh, an art dealer. Gotcha. He was an original art dealer. And he used to do this thing where he would uh, flip a coin. Yeah. Because he said it got boring or whatever. So basically, he was at a convention and there was a, it was a Kirby, mm-hmm. like a Kirby Thor original drawing or whatever. Like it wasn't an original page, but it was like a Kirby drawing. Sure. And uh, Klaus Jansen wanted it. Yeah. And so he went up to Dumbier's table and Dumbier said it's five grand or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Klaus is like, oh, he's like, I really want it. He's like, I'll give you four for it. And he's like, well, he's like, for you? He's like, I'll do 4500 And Klaus is like, all right, I'll think about it. And so he, he went away, and or, or he said something about it. He's like, tell you what. He's like, oh, he used to flip a coin. So, like, he would say. I still sort of coin flip comes in. Okay, so he would flip a coin. So he's like, okay, Klaus. Two he's things. like, if you if you want to pay four for it, he's like, the price is 4500 He's like, we'll flip a coin. If you win. It's four thousand. If I win, you pay the five thousand that it was originally. So there's a split. Yeah. So there's an, a, a low and a high, right? Yeah. And so he's tell about Klaus. And Klaus is like, "Well, I really want it." He's like, "I don't know though. I don't want to pay five for it. I want to pay four for it. I don't want to pay forty-five or whatever." He was kind of him and haunt. So anyway, the convention ended. He didn't buy it. So Klaus calls him like a couple weeks later, a week later, or whatever. And he's like, "Do you still have that piece?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, uh, "It's forty-five hundred." He's like, "Unless you want to flip a coin." And he's like, well, how are we going to flip a coin? He's like, you can, he's like, we can flip a coin on the phone. And Klaus is like, oh, let me guess. You get to flip the coin and, and you get to tell him. And he's like, no. He's like, Klaus, you can, you can flip the coin. He's like, you call it in the air. He's like, I trust you. He's like, you want to do it? And he's like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, all right. So you call it. If you win, it's four. If you lose, it's five. And he's like, okay. He's like, all right. He's like, I'm getting ready. To fl-. They're on the phone. He's like, I'm getting ready to flip the coin. He's like, all right, call it near. He's like, heads. And he goes, fuck. <laughs> he just hears Klaus Jansen go, fuck. 
<laughs> but I guess, like, he used to do this at, like, conventions that he'd go to, and it was like he'd put on, like, a show or whatever, but there were, like, rules. He was like, he's like, the coin has to, it, it has to hit the ground. Because if it gets, if it gets bumped or kicked or hit, as long as we can find it and it hits the ground, it's still, it's still legal. It's like, and if I ever lose, he goes, I throw the quarter away. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was interesting. It was funny. He was like, what was the, he asked him like, what was the, the worst one you ever had? And I think he said it was like a, it was like a Sam Keith, like original Max Page or something that he had at one point. And it was probably like two grand or whatever. And uh, he told the dude he'd do double or no, he told him he'd do, he'd either pay like double or he'd get it for free. And he uh, lost and the guy got it for free. <laughs> got like a, Wow. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. All right, let's do some comics. All right. What are you going to talk about? Sex do, Castle. Uh, sex Castle. Yeah, first. go for it. No. Okay, first. We're going to do Other Side, I thought. Oh, well, I could team up on all kinds of stuff because I read a bunch of stuff that everybody read, I think. Well, that Drew read. Sex. Oh, yes. I just side. said we're doing Other okay. Side because we both read it. Mine's signed. Yeah, mine's a hardcover. Yeah, I know. Mine $12.99. I'll trade you. Yeah. I would like a hardcover. He's supposed to be it. We'll flip a coin. He's supposed to be at Planet. I can get him to sign the hardcover. Let me see the hardcover. Let me see the hardcover. This looks a little Vietnamish. It is Vietnam. It is Vietnam. Wow. So, do you know the background with... Uh, Vietnam, yeah. <laughs> No, of uh, Jason Aaron. His cousin? Gustafer Hasford? Gustafer something. He's the guy that wrote the book Short Timer. And which it was a. Uh, is the novel that uh, Full Metal Jacket's based on. Sort of. Mm. There's actually two books that it was based on. Mm. But yeah, it was one of Well, the he two. worked with. Uh, he did. He worked with Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. But uh, a thing in the back, it says that. Uh, He's the guy that, or his cousin is the one that uh, wrote the book. Got him interested in, in being a writer. writer. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you had a cousin who was a writer and worked with Stanley Cooper, that could probably get you in interested. <clears throat> um, so what did you think about the other side? I liked it. Um, um, As he reads his mail. Yeah. Well, he just threw it at me. Um, it's interesting. I like it. It's interesting because it's the both side. the other side. It's both sides. And yeah. I've read this before, but it'd been forever. I didn't really remember much about it. So did this come in comic form first? It yes. was in sync. Yeah, it was like Six five issues. In it, but I didn't buy the single. I bought the trade. I didn't. Well, I, I do see that. These I wasn't are hip kind to of like trades. I just was. Curious. I wasn't hip to Jason they, Aaron back yeah. back then. Yeah. But uh, and it was a Vertigo thing, and I wasn't. But uh, I know. I don't know. It, it would you consider this to be mostly historically accurate, just as far as like, I don't know. I mean, the I thing mean, that I, I'm sure it was fairly well researched and it's probably fairly accurate. It felt um, not very original to me. Like there wasn't much in it that I felt like I learned that I didn't already know about Vietnam. Well, and I felt like it was a lot of the tropes that you get in a war movie or in a Vietnam yeah. movie. Like, it's like, I saw a bunch of Vietnam movies, I read a little bit about it, I read a couple books, and now I made a comic book about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it did get a little annoying, like the fourth guy that's sitting right next to him that gets shot in the head and he survives. Yeah. 
I mean, that didn't bother me that Cleveland much. And all these other so basically, Ohio. there's there's a guy. He's a kid. He just graduated from high school. Lives in whatever some podunk town in the middle of nowhere, and he gets recruited. Wichita. Oh. Yeah, now somewhere in the south, I think. He gets drafted. He gets drafted, and then he's the American, and then... They also follow a person on the North other Vietnam. Side. North Vietnam. The other side. The yes. other side. And, and so kind of him, how he got, like, recruited and... But, like, like you know, Sarm. the American, he doesn't want to go over there and fight this fucking thing. Like, he's like, I don't want to go to Vietnam. I don't even know where it is. Like, I don't want to yeah. be there. But the North Vietnam guy, like, he's, like... All he believes all the propaganda, like he's like proud to go fight for right, his country, country. Yeah. and so he's coming at like total different perspective. Right. But it's funny and not funny, but it's interesting. That's because, the reason why we lost. Well, it's interesting. I thought it was interesting the other side because he goes the American goes into it just hating it from the beginning, and the North Korean guy, he's like all happy to go to war to fight for his country. But he has to march for like three months, like through all this shit. And like all these people people are dead on the way, and he finally gets there. And so, like, he's in the, not to use a, he's in the shit. You know what I mean? Like the whole way there. And, but he still wants to fight for his country or whatever when he gets there. He's starting to question it a little bit. He's starting to become a little disillusioned. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I, I thought it was fine. I guess that part was kind of interesting and a little bit different. But the American side, it really felt like a almogation of all the big oh, yeah. movies of our youth. Well, yeah, I think so together. Too. Like I there mean, was nothing. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't anything particularly original except for that one gimmick. How it had the Vietnam side too, right? And I felt that that story was, although it was more original. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't as interesting. I mean, because like you said, for like three issues, he's just marching. Right. I mean, not much is happening on the other side. Well, he's seen <laughs> a lot of the atrocities and stuff, and he's starting to realize that. Yeah. That the one thing I didn't realize on a book like last year, like a really thick one, very historically accurate or whatever, and then I read this, I didn't realize how much the tigers like killed people in Vietnam. Like, right. people are always getting fucking attacked by tigers. I didn't realize Vietnam had that many tigers. <laughs> But those shits, those fuckers come out of the jungle and just start killing people. Yeah. I wonder how many people died from tiger attacks in the Vietnam War, Scott. Uh, this is what I want to know. I have no idea. I think it's higher than it's you think. It's probably more than we probably <laughs> I think imagined. it's more than you think. Yeah. They didn't show me that in Forrest Gump, so I don't Yeah, it wasn't Forrest Gump. It wasn't any of the... Full Metal Jacket. Movies I remember. So, yeah. There was a tiger in Full Metal Jacket. Was there? I don't know. I thought there was one remember. roaming around in the My ruins. Did like kill anybody? The last half. Of oh, the maybe. Sniper or something. I think okay. that very that could be. Maybe they just saw one. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while but since yeah. I've seen that. So. Maybe, or maybe it was Apocalypse Man. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. They all kind of blend anyway, together after I, a while. It... It prob- I remember when I first read this, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't like it as much. Yeah. But I still thought it was interesting. The The, the other side of it was interesting enough. I think me. if I hadn't just read a really good Vietnam book, maybe I would have appreciated it more. But having just read a really good book about Vietnam, it kind of felt, I don't know, underwhelming to doesn't me. He, doesn't the, the American guy finally get like enough shit and he just starts yelling back at whoever or whatever and kind of like doesn't go along anymore? Oh, so... I don't quite remember o- how it ended The other thing was sign. like... He's just in the army. Like, he's still in boot camp. 
and yeah. he's already seeing freaking ghosts. Yeah. Like, I didn't get that. Like, I get it once he goes over there. Yeah. But he didn't have anything to torment him, like, at the beginning. Like, he's seeing, you know, a sol- an American soldier with, like, half of his face blown off. And they're, like, trying mm. to talk to him and stuff. Like, when he's in boot camp to be a Marine. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then when he goes over there... Then he really starts seeing him. I'm like, okay, I could buy it. Because that kind of threw me off a little. I'm like, how the hell is he seeing dead army soldier ghosts before he even goes over there? You can see anything you want if you're crazy. Well, no, I understand. (laughs) Then he's like, he tries to tell him. Like, he goes to the psych doctor before, while he's in basic. And they're like, yeah, whatever, you're not getting out of here. And uh, then he goes over there, and he's telling the guy over in Vietnam, he's like, yeah, man, I'm seeing, like, ghosts. My rifle's talking to me. My rifle's telling me to kill myself. <laughs> and they're like, dude, if you think this is getting you out of anything, right? it's not. So might as yeah. well just keep it to you yourself. Well just keep it to yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about it. <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I haven't really read, you know, any books about it. Yeah. Um, it was, it was all right. the way he's like, yeah, he's like, there, he was like from a really small town, and he's like, "There's like five, five uh, loose women in town, and I slept with all five of them, hoping to catch <laughs> hoping something, to catch some venereal disease." <laughs> so, <laughs> after he gets drafted, before he has to go in, he's like, "Anyway, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Was it was okay, cool. It was a, it was worth it. It was worth it. Wasn't, the, it wasn't a waste. It was worth the read. Why? All right. So what did you think of Sex Castle? Oh. This is great. I love Snake Plissken. So this is totally Snake Plissken. I thought it was the guy from Roadhouse. No. This is steak. The iPad. I I feel like it's a mix. I feel it's... Well, I guess it could be, but... I don't know. He's not escaping New York. I don't know, but... Okay, I know. It's fine. Just tell us what you thought. I I thought it was good. It's basically... There's this character... Which I guess his last name Sex Castle, or yeah, does he does. just make the name up? Or, I think that's I his, last that's his last name. But uh, anyway, it's like you guys said, it's it's like a '80s action movie trope. This guy gets out of prison or whatever, gets on a bus. He gets to like out of a, prison, just get, like they all do. Gets on a bus. And, I mean, never even like. I don't know to go work for a flower shop, just right? Like they all do. He goes. He moves it, or he. Takes a bus and ends up in this little small town somewhere or something. Well, okay, I get it. Yeah, it does turn in. It's like Snake Plissken in the movie Roadhouse. They're pretty much, yeah. yeah. That seems accurate. Because they even do the bear fell on me at the end. Oh, yeah. They pull that straight pull out of Roadhouse. A bear fell on bear me. bear fell on me. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, so he ends up in this little small town. Working in a flower shop. Yeah, and he sees a persona, uh, uh, Help for help wanted sign or whatever, and so he goes in. It's a flower shop. There's a, a lady, and she has a son, and I think she's newly widowed or something. I don't know. They always are. Yeah, and so anyway, <laughs> he gets a job there, and then some guy whatever comes. You remember from your eighties movies? Some guy, some guy comes along, uh, trying to collect the insurance or you know the mafia money or whatever you know the money or whatever oh, yeah. from the flower shop and he kicks their ass and sends, sends them on their way or whatever and, and so there's like the, the town big is like owned by the person right like there's one owned. guy that owns the town right like roadhouse and, yeah. and so then he's got to defend the he's got to the go then they yeah. come after him because he goes over to meet the guy or whatever and he's like telling him to join him <laughs> he's yeah. like no f you and so there's like a big war battle whatever 
But uh, I thought it was funny because, like, you know, obviously, you know, he's Sex Castle. He's the hero. And here's this, you know, widowed mom. And she's, like, all hot for him. And he's like, oh, no, no. I, you, I, you can't have sex with me in front of your son. That would set a bad example. <laughs> and he just goes out and bangs with, like, all the, the other loose women. But he won't have sex with her. He banged all the other ones. He just banged the assassin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was, like, his yeah, ex-girlfriend. It was his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was funny. There was a she was all there. pining for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that had set a bad example That's for your son. Example. You don't want to show that for your son. But anyway, it was good. Probably it it hit guys. that. I yeah. forgot about that, but yeah, that that they totally had the straight out of Roadhouse. The yeah, a bear fell on a polar bear fell on me. Or and all the assassins though at the end, Arnold and <laughs> yes. oh yeah, they had just Yeah, they had Rambo, yeah. Arnold. Uh, Who were the twins? Supposed to be. It uh, seemed like maybe it was a Van Jean Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he had that. As both, though? Yeah, he did a movie okay. where yeah, they double were. Impact. Double Impact. Double oh, Impact, where there were two of there them. There you go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Or was and that then, the one with Dennis Rodman? I don't know. Well, and then it had uh, Charles Bronson. Yes. Charles Bronson was yes, in it. Yes, he was there. Yeah. Um, but that was the funny thing there at the end. All the assassins that showed up, and you're just sitting there trying to name yeah. where they're from, you know. <laughs> but the twins was like, I, I thought one was Jean-Claude, and I was like, who the hell is the other one supposed to be? What the hell is a twin? But yeah, I forgot all about that damn movie where he played twins. Because he had to stretch his acting. <laughs> I guess. Right. I can play anyway, twins. Because him doing the splits. It was good. Enough, I guess. I don't Double know. splits. It was good. I liked it. Yay. Cool. That's true. So I don't have to take that back home. You don't have to take it back home. Nope. Drew can just add it to his stack. That's right. Of things. Cool. Uh, let's see here. I don't know what to even talk about, man. Uh, I did read. I read that too. Did you read this one? So yeah, that's I, just, why I, I didn't I'd, bring my issues. Though, I figured that's why I knew I you'd have to throw trade. this one. So, so you read this, huh? Yeah. The me you love in the dark. So it's fucking weird. But here's the it's thing. Like all around, it's okay. Weird. Okay, so here's where I've got to say. You know, we've talked a little bit about Scotty Young, you know, and some of the writing type stuff. I feel like he's got really good ideas. I liked a lot of the ideas of Middle West, you know, and things. Uh, how I uh, I hate Fairyland, you know, or whatever was was pretty good. But there is something that seems to be just a little bit missing to make this that next, you know, thing of oh, this is freaking great, you know, to me, you know, type stuff. But but I don't want to make that sound too bad. This is really I enjoyed it. Yeah, you it's know, very for as weird as it is and everything else, I thought it was unique. I thought it had that spooky type of feel. I thought it had a nice little like Stephen King or whatever else type of ish type of thing. It's just that something in there, maybe in the middle or as it's, it, it's like the pacing kind of goes maybe weird, you know, where it's kind of this slow burn to all of a sudden, boom, you know, being zippy, you know, type things, almost like a Stephen King maybe book where, you know, it's this thing going on and then, oh shit, I got to wrap it up, you know, type stuff. It's just something there where it seemed like it was on the edge of, oh, this is like, really fantastic to a thing where it's like well it was really good you know type yeah. does that make sense i Absolutely. don't want to i felt the same way like it's like it could just be a little more refined it could be something great yeah but the way it is it's solid and it's good there you go but it's not like next level yes i, I like okay. it's not like oh this was so great it was like right this was good it was decent yeah. it was well made it was nothing wrong I, with I, it. I do but like... i feel like the idea was good enough that a like a kirkman or brian k vaughn could have taken it even further and made Very it possible. like yeah you know yeah yeah and that's that what i don't better. know is it maybe some of the dialogue aspects i'm not sure i like the idea though i really did and i liked kind of how 
how the art, man. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, through the, for this type of story, I wonder if I the creepiness factor. Holy cow. Where's he from? Den- he's in Denver. Oh, hell yeah. Are, Are you really? Wow, I didn't realize that. Well, that's what it said in the back of the issues. It well, said yeah, that he trying was to get in Denver. Yeah, no I mean, I brought Aaron Conley and Scotty didn't come twice. Yeah, that's so. true. There you go. Well, the dude, I like his artwork anyway. Yeah, he was yeah. the guy on um, Middle West. Yes, right? he was. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah yep. totally. Bring him there. Yep, yep. yep. That, he, that he was. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. Um, thought it, like I said, very unique. It had a nice creepy factor. Liked the art. You know, with what they were doing, mm-hmm. so I, I I liked like the ending, like I liked the the story. It just oh, yeah. seemed weird that she was like, "How do you sleep with a ghost?" Um, kind of thing. But then, I mean, the whole thing I thought it was, was interesting how the like, ghost seemed away, nice at first, right? And then it kind of turned dark, and you weren't yeah. quite, and you could kind of feel the undercurrents of that. <laughs> right. But what's really sure. funny is that it's almost the, like the misery. Real, yeah. But the funny thing is, is that the real flip. Of that switch, I mean, you could kind of get some hints of it, but the real total flip happened after he got invited into her room. Yeah, and then it just became right. boom, I own you, and whatever yeah. else, yeah. you know, type of aspects. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, it's almost like the pacing of that uh transition from a nice ghost to a bad ghost could have been handled a little possibly. Better. Yeah, maybe that was yeah. what was a little clunky. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know, it really seemed to. to I'm not a good enough writer place. to figure yeah. out how to fix the writing, I just <laughs> know that it's a little you bit never, off. The vampire can't come into your house until you invite him in. There you like go. I said, I don't have enough talent to know how to make it. Better, but I do feel like it could be made better if someone with the right amount of talent. And almost like I know that some of the back matter or whatever that we've read that Scotty's written or whatever, you know, he has some struggles or demons. Like he hasn't had the best life in the past, like when he was a kid, like maybe even some kind of abuse or something. Right? Maybe? Am I? Well, I think he said Middle West was kind of his. That first part is kind of autobiographical where he had trouble with his father and okay. kind of butted well, heads. W- whatever. I don't know if it was abusive, but, but I know that there were, you know. Right. Well, I wonder, whatever. too, if this, I mean, obviously this is a struggle with an artistic person. Sure, I'm sure there's some personal stuff. I mean, there's stuff probably some personal stuff in there, like, you know, fighting your own demons, although that he would be, well, I mean, he drew also. Well, if you think about this, but, this artist... In the story, she drew these really happy paintings, and she was trying to take her art in a different direction. Right. You can make a parallel, Scotty Young, who drew yeah. all these like covers yeah. of like chibi, you know, types. Yeah. And now he's trying to take his right. art in well, a different felt, direction. And well, it's I hard don't even to know do. he's trying to do that now. He always kind of had that a little bit. Yeah, he did. Kind yeah. Of a different. But he found so much success in That's this one right. thing. He kind of felt like, well, yeah. I can just crank these out and make all this money, That's or right. I challenge myself. To, to, to do something yeah, different, right, but yet, is my yeah. audience going to follow me? It's Bingo. A, it's a yeah. risk. And, and I financial. thought there was some little... Yeah, I could totally see a parallel between that. Yeah. Well, it's so funny, because he... Did I tell you the story he told, or... I don't know where he told it. He said he had somebody come up to him at a convention and asked for, like, a beast sketch. Oh, <laughs> you told me okay. this. Okay, yeah. But go ahead. A beast sketch, like a beast. A, the beast from... Yeah. Um, X-Men? X-Men, yeah. And so he did it, like, a Scotty Young-style type thing. Not the chibi type thing, you know? And he gave it to the person when he was done. He thought it was really good. And she kind of looked at him like was disappointed. It's like, oh, she probably wanted like a baby beast because that's probably what she had seen. Mm-hmm. So now he says, so now every when he someone asks for a character, he's like, do you want the baby version or do you want like 
than a regular version. Because I mean, you know, because people have just seen like his baby covers, they're like, "I want a beast," and they think he just does babies, and so he doesn't do that. So, well, you could sell it for like five grand now, I'm sure. Yeah, you definitely for a grand probably around there. Yes, it's ridiculous how much his art goes for now. Quite a bit. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's earned his spot, like whatever. But yeah, it's ridiculous what his art costs and goes for. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I was talking to um, Chris Jackson because he was like, we were talking about comic prices and art prices and stuff and I mean he lives in Kansas City and I guess he doesn't live very far from Scotty yes and uh, I was telling him yeah I remember when like you know I could have bought um, you know a wonderful one of the wonderful Wizard of Oz or any from some of those series like Mm -hmm. back then I could have probably even gotten a cover yeah for like three hundred dollars, uh, like yeah. four hundred dollars, you know, like on a one of those dealer mm-hmm. art websites or whatever. Yeah. And uh, now it's like Jesus, you can't Several even get, grand. you can't even, yeah. But uh, anyway, he was like, yeah, he's like, well, he was like, uh, right before the pandemic, he was like, uh, whatever Scotty was doing, he was like, yeah, I was supposed to go over to his house and I was gonna buy some pages from him, like go over, drop by his house and go in and look through his pages and buy some stuff from him. He's like, and I didn't make it over there, and then we had a pandemic, and he's like, now, it's either gone or I can't afford it, yeah. you know? I'm just like, yep. No, I'm with you. I remember pre-pandemic, I think, at what, uh, even at Planet Well, he's whatever, been... He, he was going up there, but... He I mean, was going it, up. It was, you know, at that point in time, it was like $200, you know, and I thought, ooh, that's a little... Yeah. On the high side, shit, that's a bargain now. Well, he would even you know, sell those little, his little so. daily sketches, like, back then for, like, 150 or 200 bucks, yeah. you know, those little thing. Now, if you go on his website, they're, like, probably, like, four, four or five hundred dollars yeah. for yeah, his daily are. little sketches. Which, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from but him. He, I mean, he, he, he needs he to make the money it. when he that's can right. make the money. That's exactly I mean, right. <laughs> it's just, it's out of my price range. It's just crazy. You know, when you can, so... Well, to be fair to artists, they have to sell... There's stuff at market value, otherwise someone will buy it cheap and resell it. Well, yeah. Money. And exactly. so, I mean... I mean... That's right. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. You're and that's the funny thing you even mentioned. Even and with Scotty, I will see... It's occasional. It's probably, you know, obviously, maybe, what would you say, 10% of the time? Maybe that's even too high. But I know there's stuff I will see on his site for daily sketches that I will see turn around on eBay, you know, a, a month later, you know, for at least... $200 more than yeah. what I remember it being exactly. on his site for, you know, type things. Yep. Now, does it always sell? I don't know. Maybe but not. But even so. But even so, to your point there, yeah. you know, now maybe it's buyer's remorse too. Who the hell knows? Who knows? You know, that somebody bought something that wants to sell. But. Well, you got uh, either one of you two. I just did that one. That's so much stuff. I'll talk about Engine Ward. Oh, yeah. I should talk about this, actually. Yes, you should. I have the most to say about Strange Adventures. Oh, yeah. So this is another Tom King, Mitch Gerard's thing, and they brought in Evan Doc Shaner. Is that signed by somebody? No, it's just a cover. No, it's just a cover. So Doctor Strange, I'm sorry, not Doctor Strange, uh, Adam Adam Strange is a character who um, gets transported to this other world, like millions of light years away. There's like a beam that comes, hits him, and on this other world, he's like a space hero. Zeta he's like, beam. 
Zeta Beam. He's like a space hero, and he's like, you know, the hero of the world and all that jazz. Haven't we read this in a Mark Miller type thing or something? I don't I'm know. I'm sure Mark yeah. Miller stole, stole this. Probably. This guy's yeah. been around a lot longer than Yeah, true, true. Adam Strange has been around since like the 60s, probably 70s. But anyway, so that's the idea. So then they get Doc Shaner, the artist, to draw the stuff in this other world, and then Mitch Gerads draws the stuff in the our world or whatever. But on this other world, they're being invaded by this horrible barbaric race that's basically destroying their world and God, invading I them. I this and something else that I, I talked about. It. Well, did. not this, but I know it's but, a, another story. It's kind of like Starlight a little bit. Is yeah. that what the one is that I'm thinking of? I think I so. Know. That Mark Miller book. Where the yeah. guy, yeah, mm -hmm. really He's like a space whatever. hero. Yeah, yeah but I don't know if Starlight hero. has the twist this time. It doesn't. So anyway, so that's and so there's this war going on. And then the book starts with the war being over. He's back on Earth with his wife from the space world, and he wrote a book about it, and he's doing like a book tour, and he's very popular and blah, because they won the war. Mm -hmm. Well, while this is going on, then we're also flashing back to the war and kind of as the war kind of plays out in a parallel sort of storyline. Um, well, then this guy comes up to him at one of his book signings and like yells at him and says he's a fraud and calls him all these names. Well, like a day later, that guy shows up ends up dead with his brain splattered on the sidewalk and it looks like a ray gun or something shot him or whatever. Okay. So murder most foul. So yeah, the Justice League talked about this when we The Justice League decides, Batman. well, he goes to Batman, says, Batman, I didn't do it. I need you to investigate it so that people will believe it. And so do your investigation. He's like, Well, we kinda have a relationship, so I think it would be a conflict of interest. Let me find someone else. To investigate it. So they find a guy called Mr. Terrific, who's a fairly obscure DC character, but he's super smart. He's like one of the smartest guys in the DC universe, and so he starts digging into it. Well, as he digs into it, some stuff doesn't quite line it up. And so stuff starts hitting the media, and people are starting to question him, and question the book, question everything, and his wife is like going on talk shows trying to defend him, and just Mr. Terrific is running around like asking questions and just kind of digging shit up and Turns out that, like most wars, shit happened that you don't really want to talk about and that isn't always heroic, right? And so as the story goes on, you learn more and more about the war and that there were war crimes, supposedly, on both sides, you know, because when there's a war, mm -hmm. shit happens. You know, you win at any cost. This, these people are invading your planet. You don't really, you there's do, no rules, you might right? Do you do whatever you can do to win the war because right. if you lose, you're dead and your world is destroyed, right? Not Superman. Well, and he starts to make that point to, like, the Justice League. They're like, well, you should have found a better way, you know, and they start criticizing him. And Superman's like, I've never killed, you know, crap like that. And he's like, dude, it's a war. We did what we had to do. We were losing. We had to do whatever we had to do, you know. But anyway, as it goes on, there's, like, a big twist at the end. And it wasn't really a twist I was expecting. And I thought it was a little hard to swallow and a little, like, not hard to swallow, but it's like, I don't know that I liked the story after that twist. You know, I almost wanted a different twist. You know what I mean? I mean, did talking you feel about the daughter? No, I'm talking about the Adam Strange. That he was just killing. That he really did kill that guy. Yeah. And he did all this stuff, and yeah. it's like he was just kind of an awful. You got to do general. that. That's what he's saying. Yeah, with the daughter too. I guess that's the twist. Yeah, but I mean, it's like. Well, and then it, it, it basically turned him into the villain, right? Yeah, but and it's like I, I didn't want him to be the villain because I felt like everything else he had done up to that point I could, right. I, I could get along with. But we did at the end. 
I can't really get along with that, you know? And so he really is the villain. He's the bad guy. And yeah. I wanted either the wife to be the bad guy. Maybe she was behind the scenes pulling some strings and did something. But the having the hero of the story be, like, not the hero yeah. and do something really shady. I don't know. It was kind of like... It was hard to take. I mean, it was interesting. I mean, it was well done. Dude, I was like, read. I was like, I got to find out how, how this ends. <laughs> like, I'm like tearing through because I'm like, I want to see aren't how the story ends, you know? Aren't they like coming for Earth too? Yeah, they they come to Earth. They start invading yeah, Earth. They come to Earth and start invading. Well, that's the twist is he sold out right. Earth for them to leave. That's how for he them. won the war. He right. said, hey, I'll give you Earth and leave our planet alone. Okay. And they took his daughter as like a hostage. Right. Now I And that was the big reveal. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. And his wife didn't know. Right. <laughs> so she's going around defending him, and it's like, yes. no, he really is. I remember now. Yeah. It took a little, I guess. So, so yeah, it Justice was. Justice League have to come to save the day or something? I think they eventually drive him off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he's starting another one, another 12 issue series. Well, yeah, it's with Greg Smallwood. It's oh, wow. Human Target. Oh, no, he's doing another one. It's oh. like a 12 issue murder. Like, a, I think he's trying to do like a trilogy. Like, oh, Mr. with Miracle, the Mr. Miracle. Strange Adventures and this other one. They just solicited like the first one. Cool. And I was like, do I buy I, it or do I wait for the hardcover? I'd wait for the hardcover. But, but I Mr. Have Miracle, I think. The other ones. Oh, yeah. Mr. Miracle, I think, was a little bit better than this. This was really good. Yeah. I really liked it. I did like it. But Mr. I thought Miracle. Mr. Miracle was even yeah. better. But this was still really solid. I guess the twist at the end was a little hard to, yeah, Jesus, to take forty bucks. Holy crap! Would they pay for that? I mean, I guess. Well, it's you paid four dollars for each issue. I know. So you paid forty-eight. I know. You done with that one? Yeah. Here, I'm gonna throw something in then before dawn. So just because I feel like it piggybacks off this in oh, some yeah. ways. So I read Seven to Etern Eternity. Okay, from Rick Remender. Now. Here's the thing, here again, it has one where it goes a little dark probably with its twist at the end. The only thing was, I don't think I was enjoying it as I went along though either, <laughs> you know, type stuff. Is you know, this I, I don't an know actual that... book or did you bind it? Yeah, he it's bound. bound. Okay, but... so this is a bind. So here's the thing. That should be a compliment. I know, right? It, it looks, looks very great. professional. Yeah, it does look really good. And, and I feel that's one of my best designs. The overall... I should have put the $49.99 and put a barcode yeah, back. Oh, go. I should have. Overall, I should really like this, and I just don't know if I'm not digging Remender as He's much He's getting anymore. too wordy, isn't uh, he? Yes, he is. That is my problem. As it's I'm getting like, through this, it feels like... I don't even know. No. It, it feels like a This is the total opposite of... Oh, okay. So finally, gotcha. there's like almost no words in this. It's like is all that pictures. Rick, remember? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, because, not all this stuff is wordy. Because but... this is a wordy freaking pile it's so here. So preachy too. And it's very preachy, very much. It's like... Just beating over the head. And there's so many different things going on. Which it, yeah. The problem is, is he's got still a good way with dialogue. Yeah, you know, dialogue a lot of good. that. Um, there isn't the, much of it the though. The art is fantastic. Oh, the art is so good. That's it's why I kept so buying great. this book. Was the you art know, is really good. You know, it, overall, and there's a really great ideas I feel like oh, yeah. through here. It's a great you idea. Know, type stuff. So that's what kind of keeps you going. But goddamn, it's because of the preachiness and the wordiness and your lead character. You just don't like anyway. So I guess the so-called twist at the end really doesn't become much of a twist because. The guy's been kind of 
leading his way that way all the all along. Yeah. You know, type things Didn't that take. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, sorry. it just overall no, the, the whole thing I didn't mean to is. You, you, so here's the idea. You know, with seven to eternity, there's these people that have kind of these what would be magical powers, you know, type aspects, you know, that we would consider, you know, that can do different things, like maybe see into somebody's soul, what they're going to do, um, maybe try to uh, help maybe pull, you know, souls back, you know, whatever else. It's, it's a bit more mystical with a little bit of kind of, you know, afterlife aspects, you know, with it. But the their kind of main bad guy in particular is this guy that can give you kind of like your greatest wish. But when he does that, you know, you basically, he owns you. He can see what you see. He can kind of control you, you know, things of this aspects, you know, and things. And so that's where this is going is the fact that, oh, but that's where this I was just going to say, I this thing that came out and then took forever. Oh, it and did. And came out yeah. and it took forever. Yeah. So I don't remember hardly... I've read it all, but I don't remember anything yeah, about yeah. it. It's starting to make sense yeah. a little bit. Like, I'm remembering stuff, but, like, I have no idea how but, it is. But, you know, he, no he puts in these ideas, it. you know, of kind of the, you know, somebody trying to stand up for what they believe, and then, you know, somebody else that breaks that, you know, and how this guy wants to get back at this guy. So you have, like, this revenge. You have, like, this aspect of what's it take to corrupt a person. I do find it interesting that his kind of main protagonist is named Adam and is kind of, you know, uh, almost the fall of Adam in some respects because he is being corrupted a bit by this main, you know, antagonist in a way. But even then you understand some of, it's like he's trying to put in enough to make you go second guess and go, well, is he, what are you doing somewhere wrong? But, you know, this type of stuff, you know, and things. But, you know, there's other things in there about how people start beating up on each other because they don't look the same and whatever, you know, in, in some of these respects. So it just takes those, you know, things. And then other parts, you know, it just goes, oh, wow, well, I'm going to freaking, you know, genocide of an entire place in like one issue. But then I'm going to spend another five issues talking about the, you know, the rights and wrongs of making people do what the hell I say, you know, or whatever else. So, yeah, yeah, it gets kind of in that, you know, there's a whole part about kind of this other strange afterlife realm where you can't, where it really like seems to be like a whole this maybe revenge or just depression that's kind of almost taking over their afterlife world that I don't know if I really get what the point is in there, but it, it has some aspects in there. But at the end of the day, it, you know, you can look at it in multiple ways that you want, but it's like, a power ultimate power or power can corrupt absolutely you know type things you know or be you know responsible with what you're given and uh you know there's just so many different like things things that i he seems like he wants to say throughout there that by but because of the fact like to your point it's the preachy wordiness i found myself about halfway through or something where i was going jesus christ i just need to <laughs> keep looking through here you know and just trying to hit the high points of where the major things are changing and you know some other characters and just kind of keep flowing and then you know when you get to finally what is the end it's just kind of like well fuck i kind of read this whole thing to to get to this you know i mean i, I don't know Did you i think the ending was really weird like the very last five pages or so it it yeah but i think you even mentioned that one before yeah, about really the fact that off. well i just think dude's dead you know well yeah things, but, but i mean it's know, just such a weird but it is a weird way to do that let me give you five pages of black just to show you that our protagonist how we've seen everything through his eyes through most of this he's gone you yeah. know or whatever you know type type yeah. aspect you know it's it doesn't feel very 
climactic. I guess it's kind of like The Sopranos, where it just fades to black. I guess, you know, in some respects. But at least in, in Sopranos, you don't really know what happens to Tony. You know, in this one, it seems to me be pretty clear that, yeah. you know, he gets struck by something that, and finally gets his yeah. wish that he wanted in some ways. I don't sure. know. Yeah, type thing. But, you know, when that... in. At least it does save that, I guess, for the last issue, and that kind of speeds it up. But because of that, too, and to your point, you know, of how long it kept delaying, I think that causes, like, pacing issues for it, too, like, to a point where it's like, well, shit, we got to speed this up or do something, too. Maybe in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, Honestly, I was glad that it ended, though, too, so <laughs> that it got to that point. Like I said, I, I you know, I can't... I, I struggle in it because everything is to the it looks like great. It's, you know, it has good people involved. It has all this type of stuff. So I can't really fault it for anything except for the fact that I just, I think I personally just didn't like this story, yeah. you know, aspect, which sometimes happens, you know, with different things. You can't please everybody, right. you know, type stuff. So I don't want to, you know, say it's like an awful thing. It just didn't appeal to me. Right. You know, That's as fair. it was. What's tragic so. is it's such a beautiful book. And the concept is cool. Yeah. It just seems like the execution of the writing is just a little... Maybe. I don't know. And but yeah, it seemed like lately, Reminder hasn't... It? It's kind of like that low book. Like, I, I like that. The, I like the art. I, I liked... Well, I did like... The, it, I, yeah. the art well, grew on me in low. I will definitely... I love the art. I love the concept. Yes. But yet, it just got kind of long-winded and preachy. It did. And it, he kept hitting the same Dang points over gross. and over. It's yes. like, oh, it's hope. It's optimism. Right. Gotta, and it's like, how many times are you going to say that? Oh, let's put her daughter in a place that totally gets rid of, you know, hope. You know, yeah. it's like, oh my God, you spent the first six issues talking about how this person's getting beat down because they're so optimistic. It's and like now he, you do this. Just learned, it's like he just you know? learned about theme and, and he's just beating you over the head with it. Yes, like, yes, Dude, yes. Did you take but like, a I, I class think, well, about but, theme? But the thing was, was that in low, and maybe because even though that theme kept beating over the head, at least... There's some progression of the story. There's progression action. of the story. And, and maybe to me too, where it ended up at, I felt was... You know, well, it was more uplifting. It was a little bit of a more uplifting thing, and actually gave some aspect to what that character was. And maybe in this one, it's the same way because this character, you know, is all kind of, you know, I'm all about this, about this, and then really maybe he has some ulterior motives. But you know, it's almost like the farm boy Luke that I felt like this guy Adam was throughout the whole damn thing, where he was just kind of whining, oh, woe is me, my dad was an asshole, you know, this type of thing, you know, and I just want to get back and save my family, and blah, 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 you know, it just seemed like he was that way throughout most of it, and, mm -hmm. you know, at the end, when he gets killed, you're kind of, thank God it's over, you know, type thing, so, but. Well, sorry, I have to read that. No, no, that's okay. It, like I said, it's, it, the art was fantastic, and it just, <clears throat> it, yeah, I, I should have. I just didn't care much for that. Yeah, that so I'll read the right. I saw that's one. on Hoopla. I could read it. I don't know, dude. Don't like, know. I don't know where it's going. Um, I like it. I'm not sure. I like the yeah, art from the covers. Go ahead and a righteous thirst. A righteous, for righteous thirst for vengeance. So I read five issues of this just this afternoon. Whew. And I'm not quite sure. Wow. What no the fuck is going on? Right. This is awesome. <laughs> I know. Love it. Does that remember? Um, yeah, there's damn. no words. Yeah, there's no words, dude. Um, all art. So, from what I gather, this guy on the front cover of issue one. Uh-huh. 
This guy. It starts out with him. Is it old boy? He kind of looks like Wong. I don't know, from... kind of maybe, but like, so I think this takes place in Canada. I don't know if that has any significance. <laughs> I really was going to say like Japan or China or something. Right, there's a Chinatown in Canada, Canada, like British Columbia or something. Oh, I think is where it happens. Because there's China people. Um, so this guy, like, he just appears. He like gets on a bus. He's like riding around. He acts like he's a good guy. Like he's doing nice things. He bumps into, he goes into, like, this convenience store, and he bumps into this guy, and the guy spills everything, and it's, like, light bulbs, duct tape, like, all this shit spills out. He bought, like, light bulbs, duct tape, and there was something else. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, he, he goes home to, like, his apartment, and he, like, cuts open, he, like, has a secret compartment in his floor. And he opens it up, and there's, like, some stuff in there. And there's, like, a little uh, a USB drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he pulls that thing out and plugs it in his computer. And then he goes on to this dark web, and it's, like, <laughs> somebody is contacting him and setting up a job. And then he's got to go do this or whatever. Well, he goes to the play or Here's 100 bullets. He goes to and... some place. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to, like, some an, an apartment... And he's supposed to, like, meet somebody. He They don't answer the door, so it's open. He goes in, and there's this couple, and they're dead. They're, like, tied up. They're, like, murdered. And there's, like, light bulb, broken light bulbs sticking out of them. They're t- typed up with duct tape. And whatever the other thing was, like, they used that. So, like, he flashes back, and it was the guy that was in the convenience store is the guy that murdered them or whatever. Mm. So, anyway, he leaves. He goes back. Home. He's like back on the dark web. And he like sees another meeting. It's like it's like a hitman or something, you know. It's like yeah. go to this place at this time and meet this person. So anyway, he goes. And so like this is like probably the third issue. Yeah. Like I'm already up to the third issue, and I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Sure. There's no words to tell me what's going on. Nope, no words. <laughs> so he meets up with this <laughs> other guy. I'm not sure. Why did this bird so, just die? And why is that important? <laughs> okay, so that's like, so he's waiting for the bus, and there's this kid, and there's this bird that, that landed, like, it... Oh, you don't have to tell me the whole story, I'm just like... Well, no, but it, it's, a, it's a part of, that he's, like they're that. playing him off as a good guy. Yeah. Like, I think he was a hitman. Yeah. And now he's trying to be a good guy. And so, like, yes, yeah, kind of, sort of, I guess. But, uh... Sometimes they just pull him back in. <laughs> so... He he goes to this other place and he meets up with another guy and they're supposed to do this job together but he's early so they go in. Well, he's actually there to like save the woman instead of like killing. Sure. And so he double crosses the guy that's supposed to be there to help him and then rescues the woman and then they escape but he doesn't, I think he kills the bad guy. I can't remember. He kills the other guy. I can't remember. But anyway, so then he escapes. Well, he, she gets knocked out and so she's like laying in the car out, passed out. And then he's driving to get the fuck out of Dodge. And then, yeah. And she finally wakes up and she's like, oh my God, where's my son? And he's like, what son? And she's like, my son was sleeping in the other bedroom. We have to go back for him. So they got to go back and get the watch off the elephant. You know, like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. So anyway, they turn around. They get back at the inhaler at the house. Right. Get the inhaler. (laughs) So then, that's a scream reference. So then we turn around and we go back and he's still got the chick 
And then it. Uh, there's like something going on with like this I've guy. The first issue. Like I think the guy that right. Read it in the time of this review. <laughs> I think the guy that like is planning this hit or whatever. He's like off in like uh, Borneo or something at like some ritzy like uh, Jeffrey Epstein Island sex club thing or whatever. And he's Looks like, like a dude got framed and now he just has to go kill somebody. Is that right? So okay. yeah, I don't know, but it oh. ends up like yeah, like the fifth mm -hmm. issue. I like it, but I just it. They don't explain, you know what I mean? Like it does look very you gotta, uh, not very, very minimalistic. I'm gonna have yeah. to stay with it to figure out what the fuck's going on. Much I different than the last two know. things I've read from <laughs> right. Rick Mender. So yeah. yes. so I'm enjoying it. Excuse me, but it's a it's a long term investment. You know sure. what I mean? Like I I don't I kind of think I kind of know what's going on, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But I kind of dig the art. Yeah, the art's good. Um, I mean, and, uh, not to. Belabor this type of thing, but you know, you guys, there's not wordy at all. You know, at the front part of like damn near every issue of this, you got a whole freaking page of, of shit to read, and it honestly leads right into the first panel. So you almost have to read this in order to see yeah. where the heck that they're at. It's yeah. not like a recap either. It's yeah. like the mental yeah. themes of this guy. Yeah, it's got you know? And so he, he ain't got nothing th on there was, well, He ain't got was, nothing on this. There is more words in what I just showed on that one thing than there was an the entire first issue right. of that one. I could probably read the so, five issues of this the time it took you to read the, I, page, I think the front so. page. I, I'm totally serious. <laughs> yeah. You want to borrow it? <laughs> Try no, to tell okay. me what the fuck's going on? No, it's okay. But it does look kind of interesting. You might have to go a little bit further, though, and uh, who knows? I don't know if so, this is... I, don't I mean, know. right now, it looks like it would take me all five minutes to right, read. Right, it so, would. You know, I've I don't know what the plan for this is. If it's uh, like 10 issues, if it's 12 well, issues. Well, knowing the vendor, you probably got another two years to wait before the rest came <laughs> up. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read Engine Ward. I read the first issue of this like two years ago. Man and Isma. Joe Isma does the artness, which is really? why I bought it. Yeah. Wow. Twelve issues. So he's still around. Joe, huh? Yeah, he's still around. He's doing this book. He did twelve issues of it. Sweet. It's a self-contained story. Graphic novel. Twelve issue story. Um there's a lot of concepts in this. I'm not gonna go into it too much. The basic idea is it's like post-apocalyptic, and there's this like town. And there's this group of people that have kind of set themselves up as gods to be worshipped. And so, like, not to give too much away, but long time ago, they sort of were blessed with this technology. And rather than share it with the world, they held it for themselves and set themselves up as these gods. And now everybody has to worship them and they control, like, you know, the water rations. But the world is kind of in a desolate place because it's, like, kind of post-apocalyptic. Hmm. But there's one character in the town she's called an engine ward and she takes like some of the old technology they find in like scrap heaps and she like turns into a robot so she's like built like a c-3po robot guy with the artificial intelligence and you know well there's more complexities to the world and so eventually they have to go out and explore it and the gods are like trying to keep status quo because they're in power right so there's and the gods are kind of like a group of like backstabbers, like a Game of Thrones thing where they're in power, but these are trying to wrest power from these guys, and there's lots of like subterfuge and kind of behind-the-scenes type stuff. That's the general idea. It's kind of cool. I mean, some of the narration's a little clunky. I didn't appreciate all of that because um, they have like a, a narrator going throughout the book who keeps like saying these little phrases, and he's kind of like, he's not really telling the story. He's just like commenting on the story. 
and on the world, and it's just kind of like, okay. And you don't find out till the 12th, till like issue 12, like who the narrator is and who these words are coming from. And so it's kind of like, why am I reading this? It's not really adding much. coming from inside the house. Yeah, pretty much. And so <laughs> you're right. So it's kind of like, ah, I could do without that. But other than that, it's Joe Eisenberg art. I like his art a lot. He has such a cool, like you can tell, he just, he doesn't use any extra lines. Like he just uses what he needs to get the point across and then he uses, lets the colors kind of fill in the rest. And I appreciate that, that he kind of, I mean, I'd almost say his style is a little rushed, but almost in a good way. Like it's kind of, you know, let's get this shit done. Let's do the storytelling. I don't need like 50 lines of detail to get my point across type of thing. Not Rob Liefeld. He's no Rob Liefeld. Hmm. He's better. But anyway, so it was kind of fun seeing some 12 issues of Eisma art because I like Eisma's art for the most part. I, mean, mm -hmm. I think he's fun. And the story was cool. I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, it's nothing super groundbreaking, but it was, it was decent. It was interesting. I don't regret reading it. There you go. That's what it's all about. That's right. Nice. Going back to me? I guess. Yeah, you got a lot. I do. It just keeps on going. Um, I don't know which one to really talk about next. And I haven't read those because I gave them to you, so don't spoil it. Okay, so oh, that's a good point. Okay, Snow Angels. This one will be really quick anyway. What? This thing feels like it's a lot of setup. It runs really fast. It's it good. Says volume one. It, it, yeah, but it's it's uh, Lemire. Um, it's kind of interesting because you know I, Lemire is kind of that Canadian you know uh -huh. type of thing, likes the ice skating and the hockey uh -huh. and whatnot. This thing is about people in a trench that have been living in this trench for I don't know how long, but for a period of time, they all they know is the trench. Uh, okay. uh, and so there's a couple of young girls that are wor working with their dad to try to get supplies and whatever else in here. Well, shit happens, but it's interesting. What I find interesting is in this trench and everything else, it's like snow and ice and whatever else. So how they get around in the trench is through ice skating. I mean, they pretty much just, so there's a lot of the, what would you call it? Schnick, 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 you know, of the ice, you know, and this oh, type yeah. of thing. And, you know, when there's a bad guy that comes around, I mean, that's not much of a spoiler there that, sure. you know, you hear him and it's in a different, you know, type, you know, a tone or whatever else. And even the girls mentioned it. This is not, you know, one of our people, you know, or not, yeah. you know, what we know, you know, or whatever. Hmm. But it, it, for, uh, you know, typical, th this feels like something from Lemire. You know, mm -hmm. the, the pacing's very good. You know, it's pretty quick getting to things. You know, it, it really whipped through, I felt like. Yeah. But on the unfortunate term, it, it left you really wanting because you, obviously it is a very, I mean, sometimes when they say volume one, there's like a self-contained story in there. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily say there's not, but it just, just feels like a big prelude, really, yeah. to where they're going, you know, they're in going. some ways. I wonder how many he's going to do with this. So... But for what it was, it was enjoyable just because it was just so quick, you know. I mean, I bet you it didn't, I didn't spend more than probably 30 minutes on, on the thing, you know, because it's, it's not too wordy, and it's, uh, it's really just kind of moving along in things. Well, who is, is the is a art? Jock. Is it, uh, yeah, who is that? You I know who Jock is? One-name person, huh? Like Beyonce and Madonna and whatever else. We got, we got Jock. Yeah, the first so, thing I did, I know, he did the book The Losers, My Vertigo, which that movie oh, was based on. Oh, wow. Yeah. He did that way back when. But he's well, done some Batman. He's done okay. some... Uh, and just goes by Jock. Huh? He did okay. a, a book he's with English. Scott Snyder called okay. Witches. Or Scottish. Sold or, pretty he's well. From well, I remember Losers, you know, and stuff of that yeah. nature, so... So yeah, okay. he's from across the pond. Across the pond, huh? He's like I met him at uh, San Diego one time. He did like a little sketch, sketchbook. Okay, nice. but yeah, I was looking at that and going, "Oh, who did the art? Jock. There's nothing else. I mean, did I think there's did I miss something? You know, whatever else. So cool. Just goes by that. 
but this was actually a Comixology original. Comixology I originals. I know I noticed that too so, in the uh, front part or something like so that. Like, they were talking about. I think a while back Amazon uh, paid a bunch of artist team writer teams to create some create original some content and okay. they put them out and now they can put it out in a publishing format as well. Okay. Seems like Dark Horse got the license to most of those because that. Capolo Snyder book, which was a comicsology original, that's coming out. Oh, um, the Demon or whatever. Yeah, whatever. that's a comicsology thing. Comicsology original, yeah, and so oh, they're out in a trade. And I think they even did single issues. I ordered the trade for this next. Yeah, one. No, no, they, they did single issues because I bought. I ordered the single issues. I think yeah. that first one just came out. I like, think this today. list is a trade, and then next. We are demons. Or? Yeah, we are demons or something. Huh. So yeah, it's a comicsology original, which is one. Okay. gotcha. What you got, Mister Night Hunter? I read that too. There you go. Come on, come on, come on. Scott's ready to get a bat or something. Oh, no, no. Alexis Zirit. Alexis and Zirit. Dave Baker. Yes, who I don't know who that is. But. I think I've met Dave Baker. I think I've is met... that a doctor from Doctor Who? No, so it's this Tom This is what Baker. the art Baker. looks like. It's <laughs> like Matt Pastel. I don't know what you call that. Color. Alexis Zirit. Alexis it's Zirit. beautiful. That's what it is. It's awesome. Did you like this book? I dug it. Uh, yeah. Um, I like... It took me a little while to get into it, though. Um... The other way. I liked the concept right off the bat, uh -huh. and then it kind of drug in the middle, and uh, I don't know, the end was kind of like, I don't know. It's uh, it's set in Venezuela, which is oh, from yeah. where uh, Alexis is from. Yeah. Originally, I guess, or whatever. I don't think he Correct. lives right now. But, um, so it's set in the future. And, and I guess, like, the, the strange, prison planet, the prison cities or whatever, there. like, those are, like, like uh, government housing or whatever, right? Yeah. Like they're not prisons. They're like they're like uh, yeah, safe like zones. Safe kinda. zone government housing. And there's so yeah, so it's set in the future. Um, the very cops, bad future. A very bad future. Like poverty is everywhere. It's just a terrible place to live. And the cops have like all the power. Like you want to join the cops, like. Because they can pretty much shoot whoever they want, and there's yeah, no and investigation. Money. And so there's, like, this guy, which the very beginning was a little confusing. There were a couple scenes where it was a little confusing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I went back to try to reread it, and I yeah. still couldn't figure it out. But So there's, like, a, a main a guy, a dad or whatever, and I think one of the kids is his, and then the other one's just, like, a tag-along. I mean, he's got two sons. I don't know if they're biological or whatever. Right, but he's got two kids with him. and he raises them. And they're running because they got to get, like, past a gate or something. I like, don't know why And they get attacked and... This looks a little wild to me. But yeah. It's pretty wild. They get, right. what, attacked or ambushed or something. And, like, then one of the kids, like, he has to save the kid and he takes him in and they have to put some kind of, like... He gets burned or damaged real bad. Or not pyrotechnics. They put a lot of cybernetics, body, cybernetics in him. Yeah. Yeah. And he survives, and then... And that's he, the guy we see on the right here. He's got all the cybernetics. Yeah. He's got, like, a cybernetic arm, and... Because he's got, like... They they put an, a, a cybernetic eye in him, and that, yeah. he can't talk, because they can't repair his vocal cords, so, like, he can only click his eyeball, so it's like... So, one like, one click, click is yes, yes two clicks, two clicks is no. <laughs> so, they like, they ask questions. So, he has to, have to ask so like, yes click, or no questions. Yes. And then it... it kind of like a butterfly jumps, in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, like that. But uh, they jump back and forth through time, and they kind of... He ends up joining... He becomes a police officer. Right. And the brother becomes a kind of a criminal... Gangster. 
and gangster, and he's there basically kind of running. How did I guess that one? He's running the gangsters right. and the revolutionaries. So it's your classic like brother, you know, one on the side of the law, one on the side of the. And he's like, so he's like in a in a group of like like a SWAT team group or whatever, this police force. Or yeah, whatever. and they're pretty cool. And he's like the sniper. And he gets yeah. his brother in his sights like two or three times and he can't pull the trigger. Or of course not. Yeah, here's your team right there. You got like this weird guy and then this chick and then this other weird guy and then there he is there. Nice. He's like a one-eyed Cobra Commander. I thought the, the same thing. <laughs> Cobra Commander with the hood, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's... So, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's like... You know, one side against a brother against brother. One's a cop who's a bad guy, and then the other guy's really the good guy who's the bad guy because he's uh, like trying to free the country and make it sounds a little safe for everybody. Because <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that's right. And they find like the hideout at the end where they're holed up, so they like storm the facility where the revolutionaries are, and right. it's a big showdown. It's, it's like uh, it's like uh, Total Recall at the end. Mm -hmm. They storm Mars. Storm Mars. There you go. But so, yeah, no, I really liked it. I did too, but. The the story was cool, um, but it's, the the art the Zirit art is what makes this book. But it is an interesting story too. It is cool. I mean, it's not anything super complicated or original yeah. story wise, but the world's kind of interesting and different, I guess. But it's just it feels like so edgy and kind of punk rock comics. Like it's like yeah. I mean, you give it to, I mean, if you gave it to somebody who doesn't like that stuff, they'd be like, "This is crap." You know what I mean? Like it's like. But if you yeah. enjoy that kind of like B movie sort of, it does have that kind of like almost independent feel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a B movie independent. It's yeah. like not necessarily low budget. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it really it does. It's got that feel. But it's he's got, and, and cool. I never really noticed this, but when I was reading this, he's got a uh, he's got a bit of Paul Pope in him. Oh There's yeah, a little bit of Paul Pope, little Paul Pope running through Zirit. Um, yeah, it's just cool how he uses the color. Oh yeah, it's really neat. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. I dug it. I liked it more than I thought I would. I was a little worried because I was like, I well, don't know. Because so much of this stuff starts to feel the same. And then yeah. it's like... Well, it's kind of weird because, it kind like, of drew me in, actually. this floating world comics, like, I got the first issue. Yeah. But then I would miss it or would mm -hmm. see it. It'd be a tiny little thing in the previews or whatever. So I missed, like... <laughs> I missed issues, right? And I've so got then, issues one, but I did the three, same thing with like Space Riders, six and yeah. seven. Like Space Riders, I gave up on that follow. last Space Riders because I kept missing issues. And so I think I ordered them all. I just don't think I got them all. Yeah, and so I ended up like so. What else you got here? Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I want to know what you think about this because oh, Matt likes this. Matt liked this. It's eighteen issues of the series. Mind stress. You don't like it, do you? I didn't like it. Nope. All right, give it to me. I didn't like it. So, so yeah, how do you how would you say it? If monstrous, monstrous. monstrous. Okay. So it feels like Sorry. one of those Japanese video games. If you ever played a Japanese role playing game or video game, it's got this cool world where there's like it's like high fantasy, and there's like how would you say it? There's five different like, I was races. Going monstrous, but oh, gotcha. you know, I monstrous, was in, in monstrous. you know kind of in you know my inflection was probably going in the wrong place, but. You know, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. I was just curious how you would pronounce. It. Let's focus. He was on making how to pronounce fun. The word. He, he was making fun. That's the most important point. Yeah, let's see how to pronounce the title. No, he was I think just that's critical. So you said it was like a Japanese thing. So I just want to like know a, what you one of those pe regular people in like another world type of thing. Say what? Is it like a regular? Is it like people from our world that go into a fantasy world? No. Is it Dungeons and Dragons? The cartoons and dragons of the eighties. So it's a Japanese role-playing type game where there's like this world where there's uh, 
there's like a faction, there's like different races. So one race, they're like the ancients, they're like magical beings. The other race is the humans. Then at some point, the humans started procreating with the ancients and they made this other race called the Arcanics. So they're like part magic, but they're all banished. So the humans have like their half the world and the ancients and the Arcanics have their half the world and they just got out of a war and they're sort of like a ceasefire and the world is divided and blah, blah, blah. Who are they? But there's also another race called the Old Ones. They're kind of like Cthulhu, like Kaiju-type monster things. Hmm, okay. But they're kind of in the background. You don't see them. They're not, like, around. They were, like, they're called the Old Ones. You know, you don't see them. And then I think there's one other race. Oh, cats. Cats are the fifth race. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, like, So cats there's talking, talking cats. Shitness. So, so anyway, it starts out with this girl, and she's an arcanic, so she has some magical powers. And she gets sold as, like, a slave into the human races. And they they sell her and they lock her in. Because there's this order of, like, the Benazit Jesuit type thing. There's, like, this order of women who are, like, virgins. They have, like, telepathic powers and stuff. But they're not arcanics. They're human. And they form, like, a society or an order of these nuns. And they're, they're kind of, like, trying to control everything from behind the scenes type of thing. Well, she infiltrates them and basically gets captured by them, sold to them, and then she breaks out of prison and kind of attacks them from within. She kind of infiltrates. Because it turns out she has this thing growing out of her arm because she lost her arm in the war. Well, out of her arm comes this black tendril thing. Well, she has somehow bonded with one of these old, old ones. ones. So she basically has a Cthulhu uh, kaiju monster living inside her. Okay. And that's the title, monster. She's like a monster inside her, but she's a girl. And so she basically takes out the compound and she kind of starts reigniting the war, like, because now she attacked them, so now they're, like, the humans want to now attack the Arcanics and the Ancient Ones, and there's different factions of the Ancient Ones, like, different camps, you know, different cities, and some of them want to go to war, some of them don't, some of them want to kill her because she's caused all this trouble, and the humans are after her, so she's kind of on the run, she's got, like, a a little fox girl with her, who's, like, an Arcanic, who's, like, half fox, half human, you know, mm. that... It's like a little kid, and he's with her, and she's kind of protecting him, but not really. And then there's also a cat. Monster. A talking cat that's with them that's kind of with the group. So they're kind of on the run is, like, the first arc. Then the second arc, they go on, like, a journey to... Because her mom was somehow in bed with these B'nai Jesuit, whatever they're called, order. And so she's trying to find out about her past. And she has an aunt who's, like... Part with the ancients arcanics who's kind of hunting her down it's it's really complex there's a lot it going does on sound like it. But i don't really care for the narrative style like there's a lot of that like uh third person voice just kind of like saying things throughout the book and i'm like the art's pretty good the art's pretty I cool really kind of dig it i just it the story it does it, seem does, like perhaps a little wordy sometimes well you've got 18 no, issues it's not so much that it's wordy it's the way that the narration is written it's just not really my style and okay. so it didn't really grab me I, it just felt like a chore to get through isn't that like 18 issues it is 18 issues of comic so i mean definitely give it a try and see if you like it it didn't quite connect with me oh, scott's okay. not scott's yeah, not. No, i think you that. might dig it i know i don't scott's think it's not touching it that, yeah. scott's <laughs> like i'm not touching that uh, yeah. he just said the art looked cool the art i thought about pretty cool but the art i nice. wanted to buy this because matt talked so highly of it As, yeah i don't see how it hit matt like it doesn't look seem like his kind of book at all and then uh now like seeing it and looking at it yeah i'm fine yeah i yeah. didn't know that i want to read it it didn't um, hit for me i got plenty of other stuff that i need to read that i want to read i felt like 
the story didn't move in a way that I wanted it to move at a pace. And so it's like when things happened, I didn't, I didn't feel the impact <laughs> because of the way it was written. It just didn't hit with me. So huh. I don't know. Hmm. But I can understand. I'm kind of glad I didn't pull the trigger and buy that bastard. Yeah, it's like fifty bucks. Yeah. Luckily, I get a I pretty good discount that as well. So. But yeah, um, yeah, it didn't hit for me. But I mean, it's not bad. I was a little surprised that I won an Eisner though, because I'm like, really, this is what they're giving Eisners for? Because it just didn't feel like it was upper it's echelon. It's beautiful and unique. It's beautiful. It's unique, but it just—I don't feel like the storytelling is quite there. Okay. And the author, she's mostly a novelist. This is like her first comic, and so sometimes novelists can transition to comics really easily. Sometimes I feel like they don't quite understand the medium and how to use it to its most effectiveness. Mm. I must feel like... just seems a little dark. I almost feel like filmmakers are better like at transitioning to comics than novelists are. Yeah. I think, I think they have the different skill sets. I mean, comics are what unique. What else you got? I just have one more. You just have one more. I got two and, and then, then our required one. reading. So oh, I have so you probably have like two. 20 more. So Maybe three. You got two or three. I don't know. I, we'll hit and then we'll... How do you go over 15 things? Kick ass. Kick ass, new girl. These are like the stuff that I feel like Drew should keep giving me. It's something in which I feel like I can read, you know, like before I go to bed, it's like 30 minutes, you know, 45 minutes. Man, it's just good, fun, whatever else. I mean, some cool violence, whatever, you know, just it goes through whatever. It's more of the same. I mean, now... Our new kick-ass is kind of owning, She's in like, charge the, of the in charge of kind of the criminals a little bit, trying to take out other criminals. This? I haven't. Oh, okay, okay. So she's in charge now, taking out, she's got a bunch of criminals, but she's really, she's making money somehow, you know, I guess with the drugs and things, but she's giving more back to the actual, her actual army, because she's actually using them to take over other criminal, you know, organizations. And that's really where this one kind of goes, is that there's, of course, the the big bad guy criminal organization that she's trying to take out and you know the the chaos that ensues there where she's trying to outsmart him and he's trying to outsmart her you know type things and little cat and mouse there going on and a couple of over the top you know bad guys that she has to take out but in the meantime the other little storyline that's going through there of course is her trying to manage being a mother you know type things and and in this case even more so a sister you know, to her sister in which the, her, basically her brother-in-law, she put, she put him in the hospital, uh, with a bunch of third degree burns and things. Well, they're basically taking, but he knew it was her before he got burned up, you know, and everything. And so she's kind of wondering, is he going to live or die? Of course, at the end, it appears like he's going to live, but yet he still hasn't fully, you know, woken up, come to out of his coma, but it sounds like he's off life support and they're like, oh, he's going to make it. And she's kind of like, oh boy, what's going to be next? But, um, you know, in this one, you know, the first one, it was, it seemed, you know, that she was a tough girl, could take on a, a kind of lot, but yet it never seemed like they, sometimes that it was over the top of, Sure. In, in, you know how much close. you could take it got close it, it, but then they almost got there at the end you know where it yeah, was like it almost crazy crazy. where she took out like a whole that's right whole this long. one kind of does it just keeps on going from there so yeah. you know while you're kind of like holy crap how much more can she really take you know type things she's almost got superhuman you know 
pain tolerance, you know, in some respects, yeah, and whatever, you know, as some of this goes through. And um, so there's obviously a little bit of that, but it's still the same type of writing as the first one. If you like the first one, I think you'll really like this one as well, uh, as it goes. So they changed writers. Steve Niles did this one. Idea. What did Steve, what has Steve Niles done other than 30 Days a Night in October Faction? Has he done anything else? He's done a lot of like horror stuff. Like he has did, he? Uh, um, I think he did like did he he did that Gollum book thing that you had that hardcover that oh, Gollum yeah, thing. He did he's done. I don't think he's done like a long run on yeah, anything, but he's done a lot of little short stories and miniseries and stuff here and there. And what's I funny think. is you mentioned that, and I kind of picked up on that too. And it really almost doesn't feel though like it really missed much of a beat. I mean, it's. Still got very similar yeah, that's storytelling and things, and maybe what? just because of the fact that, uh, to your point, it is maybe a fairly simple formula. But yet, yeah, I still felt like it it flowed just it, as well. That is a weird other, in some respects. That's a weird matchup. Like I don't know why Steve Niles is writing Kick Ass. Like even okay. a Punisher style Kick Ass. I you know I, I mean? didn't like, think it was bad. No no no. Know, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I or would I not didn't even feel it being much different from the first. Actually. I wouldn't associate Steve Niles like that's he's more like a horror. Yeah, like, he does horror stuff. Like I I, do. I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting twist of the hips though. Like, yes. I tell you. I, don't know. I, I, I have all these, but I haven't read them yet. Frontiersman? So, Frontiersman, I'm going to give you the setup. I'm going to tell you my opinion. I'm not going to get into like issue three, four, five, or six. So, there's this superhero. He used to be, he's retired. He's living out in the woods. He's kind of, he's kind of like uh, Santa Claus. No, the guy <laughs> who like went off in the woods and wrote the manifesto. Oh, the bomber unit? Yeah, he's kind of like a unibomber. Oh. Except he's not totally crazy. He hasn't written a message, but he's kind of off the grid. He's living off the grid, kind of doing his own thing. Well, these people come and they... Unabomber, Santa Claus, it's kind of the same thing, right? What was that guy's name? Unabomber, Sam, you know, Krasinski? Yeah, Ted. Ted Krasinski. Ted Krasinski. Krasinski. So he's living off the grid. He used to be a superhero. He's retired. Well, these people come to recruit him for their environmental cause. They want to save like the trees or there's like a forest being taken off. And they want him as like a spokesperson. So they want to like use his celebrity to like bring things like to their smoking cause. Bear. And he's like, I don't really want to do that, but okay. Somehow they talk him into it. So for some reason he they convince him to climb up like on a tree on a <laughs> platform and like camp out there as like a sign of protest for like, you know, a week or whatever, you know. So that's the premise. Okay. As he's on this tree, like other superheroes, villains from his past come and like engage him. It's like each issue he's like engaging a different superhero. Yeah, and chaos ensues. Oh, there you go. It's okay. I mean, the art's kind of cool. I enjoyed the art part of it. I thought it was a fun style. It's a definitely. I mean, it's it's cool. But the interactions, like he has some weird. I mean, I'm it's, it's like gonna read it and it's, it. it's kind of like he's <laughs> like they're trying to introduce different, some, almost like they're trying to build like a superhero universe, like and like it's universe. like this weird way to start introducing characters. So each <laughs> issue really is somewhat self-contained, <laughs> but I mean, the premise isn't that interesting. None of the characters are that interesting, and oh. the interactions aren't really that interesting. I mean, it's all very. Right. Mediocre to me. I will try to make a point to read it for next time. <laughs> try. <laughs> I mean, you're probably gonna love it. I know. That's why I'm just telling <laughs> Scott. Gonna like, like, I'm gonna love the shit out of this. It just didn't hit for me. I mean, a lot of stuff didn't hit, but some stuff did. So, I mean, like, I really like Nighthunters. 
Ancient War was <laughs> decent. Monsters was kind of blah, and Frontiersman was kind of. I guess Other Side was kind of blah. What did I like? Oh, I love Strange Adventures. That was probably the hit of the. That was good. Of the show, it so of the week. Mm. So anyway, yeah, Frontiersman. I don't know. My good old hit, the hit of the week, Firepower, just because you can't really. And I haven't read power. this either. Power. Yeah. Um, I, I think it either. was. I think it was the first thing I read out of all this stuff, <laughs> and it goes so fast that oh, it's yeah. hard for me to remember all the exact. But I mean, it's just kind of furthering the story of kind of uh, what was in the earth. I think mm -hmm. there that they were trying to the protect, dragon or whatever, yeah, that yeah. type of thing. And so by the end of this, you realize what was really in there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it really feels like it, it. Yeah, it's it almost feels like. You know, every time we talk about it, it's like, oh, wow, this one could almost be, you know, it ended. This one feels like it, it's like a to be continued, but it almost feels like you're like right there to like the end again, mm -hmm. you know, type type of expect expectations. Um, you know, it continues with the characters and things of that nature. I don't know that there's a whole it just moves so fast that you're kind of like, I don't know how much really happened besides the fact that, you know, things are moved in place. To almost an in-game of hey, what you thought was the big bad, now here's really the big bad, you know, type of type of aspect. So, um, but it's fun. I, I don't know. There's really too much more to say, but I liked it. It's still good writing there from Kirkman. I, I find it an entertaining story, and uh, it's not too wordy. Anything else, and uh, you get the point across. Of boom, 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 boom. I, I, you know, we talk about that, or I talk about that, you know, being too wordy. But yet, here's a case where he mixes a guy's like home life and whatever else with his kind of, you know, action pack life, you know, saving the world type thing. And Kirkman does that very well. Sometimes a lot of times, you know, with his different stuff. And here again, I feel like he does that, you know, it's not like he, he spends a whole lot of time on it, but it's like there to let you know that it happens. And, you know, he zips through and puts enough little, like, humor humor bits or whatever else to make it go, oh, that's that's enjoyable, you know, as he's moving on to his, you know, next either big bad or, you know, overall, you know, terror thing that's going to happen to the to the world, you know. And it it builds character and endures you to the, uh, to the, the family or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So it, I guess that's probably the biggest praise I can put on some of that type of stuff, you know. He, did, he mixes it well. Anyway, there you go. How much? Cool. Don, what do you got with Berserk? That's a big old thick thing. Oh, yeah, talk about Berserk. You're not going to talk about that one page by page, I only have right? two more. Oh. So I got into Berserk. Wow. It's a manga. Why'd you buy that? It's a manga. I wanted to try oh. it. Cool. I've heard good so things it's about it. You went all in on the hardcover. Yeah. Cool. How many hardcovers are there? They just solicited 11. 11 one. and you and but got into this i think there's 13 there's gonna be 13 crazy. total because it went 41 42 volumes jesus i don't know Christ. if it ended ended because the guy the died creator, like died suddenly <laughs> oh that sucks yeah wow. but the last one was uh Why is it all dinged up? i don't know it came that way oh hey, dude. but uh, the, uh hey naked fairies uh the last one was yes. uh uh, printed posthumously, however you want to say that, whatever. Posthumously, yeah, that's how you say it. So, you did well. Um, this was good. I like it. I, I want to start getting into manga. It's not a lot of words. Are you? Yeah. Are you I'm, I'm gonna get a, eleven. Watch Attack on Titan. Actually, this is a. They did a TV show. You did uh, a cartoon. cartoon. 
It's on HBO Max. Is there? Or it was. Um, What's with the naked, like, not quite has body parts fairy? I think it's a... I think they're genderless fairy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that naked fairy... Naked fairy. The naked fairy flies around the whole thing. It's Tinkerbell. So, basically, the... naked. Yes. Um, Dude, there's... This thing was, like... I think this started coming out, like, in the 80s or the 90s or whatever. Wow. This thing is very bloody. Very... Heads chopped off, blood flying everywhere, like people cut in half, like decapitated. It's it's pretty it's pretty ultra violent. Sex, um, drugs, and rock and roll. And some that's violence. a bit much. What? So oh yeah, the orgy scene. scene. Orgy yeah. Scene. Um. So right the, alley. the main yes, the main character. Um, so he has this giant sword. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. You're talking giant about a giant orgy sword. <laughs> giant sword. <laughs> well, um, I could still apply to the orgy shit, couldn't And <laughs> there, there, there's so much, like, you can look at, like, uh, when he draws the sword, like, the sword fight, like, the, <laughs> the, uh, I see Daniel Warren Johnson. Like, Daniel Warren Johnson, like, I'm was sure probably in person. I'm sure he did, because he, the way he draws the sword with the lines, I don't know. Um... So the main character, he has this the mark, and it's on it's the it's, <laughs> the mark that's on the cover. Yeah, it's on the cover. It's like a triangle thingy that thing. But so, so for those of you, there are can um, they even see that? Oh, look at that! Ooh, it's the mark of the spider or something weird. I don't know what the, the mark is. Of you can see it better on the camera. Berserk. Um. So how do I explain? There, there are I like these to. five gods, I guess, or whatever. And, and one of them looks like a naked fairy. Oh, this is gonna be a long review. Eh, not <laughs> really. Uh, <laughs> see, I heard that the first everything that I've read about this series book is that like the first, the first three volumes aren't that greatest. But once you get into the fourth or whatever, which is called the Golden Age, that's when it really starts to pick up. Like it really starts. <laughs> well, to it's get like good. something off of a, like a Nintendo game or something, you know, I know right? Uh, type things. I mean, the guy with this freaking giant sword. Oh yeah, it the looks thing's like monstrous. Something maybe is it Fire Emblem or one of those other. I think titles? they made a video game out I of it. You should probably read Lone Wolf and Cub and Vin. Read this. Yeah. Like Cloud. I just don't, I don't know, know, dude. This is good. Like you don't like it. Yeah, that's good. You didn't like it. No, you didn't read it. You just slipped through it. But anyway, that's good. Um, so he has this Same. mark, and whenever he gets around, um, like corpses, naked fairies, like they will animate and like they'll try to come after him and kill him. So he has to like kill him with a sword, and he's on like this mission to like take out these like five, the five godheads. I think that's what they're called. Five like, evil boyfriends. Like, like somehow they are the ones that have cursed him or something, and so like he's trying to take them out. And so, like, uh, one of the stories, he he goes to this... Uh, God, the art of this thing. I almost, like, had to put my glasses on. He goes, this is just, like, fantastic. I, I like it. So um, he, he goes to this town. But it's so detailed. It's just kind of like, holy shit. There's a lot of hatching. There's what the hell? Of, Does he have, like, a lines. robot arm? Yeah. Well, it's a shot. It's a gun arm. Like, he... like a, So it's kind of, like, medieval... So there's like people on horses and some swords and stuff, but he, he has a sword. But he has like a, it's a gun. He loads like a, a like a mini cannonball like in his arm, and then he can shoot it out. Um, but uh, oh, you distracted me with questions. 
Um, sorry. No, that's fine. So he he wanders into this town, and um, the, oh the governor the or the mayor or whatever, <laughs> the guy that runs it, he's, like, executing heretics. And it turns out that he's been... As he should be. Yes. Well, his that his wife was in the orgy or whatever. He was gone. He went out of town on a hunting party and came back early, and his wife was having, like, these demonic orgies or whatever, and so he had to end up killing her. Damn, hey, because she was a heretic. You gotta kill your wife. You go on vacation, you come back, you come back, you gotta kill your wife. You gotta kill her. And so, when he did that, he accepted, like, a demon that came into him, and so, like, he's got this demonic inside of him. This reminds me of, what the hell is that guy's name of oh, uh, the preacher? preacher? Yeah, yeah the exactly right. Well, he was kind of. It was like that Detarn... I don't remember what his name oh, was. Oh. But the, the big guy? fat guy who, no, like, uh, that, that was bulimic, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> gets dropped on Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, that's, like, one of the story arcs. So then he actually, the, the five godheads, like, come down because they're trying to... Not get killed? Well, no, they're trying to um, persuade that guy to, like, stay Not with them. Him. Like, kill his daughter and become a full-time demon or whatever. Oh, nice. Um, and then, uh, the, so that's, like, the first three, I think, two volumes or whatever. It, it's, like, the first two story arcs and then it clicks into the golden age and it goes back to like the like when he's a kid mm -hmm. and like how he was brought up and like he was rescued or something by this band of like mercenaries or whatever and so like since he was like five years old god this he's is been with, like a though, yeah Jesus Christ. he's been like a, and a time, I don't mercenary and his like um stepfather or adoptive father or whatever is like training him to be a mercenary and yeah but really? uh, but I I enjoyed it. The art I really like the art. The art's really cool. Um, I don't know. It it's pretty pretty bloody, pretty gruesome, pretty violent. Um, like so I think this came out like in the nineties. I could imagine like twenty thirty years ago, like that would just be like it'd be like reading Faust or something. You know, when you were 12. I, think so. I don't know. Yeah, but, really, uh, it's just anyway. Wow. Um, yeah, this came out in Japan in the 90s, huh? What the I hell? I think so. Jeez. Maybe maybe it was a little bit later than that. I'm not sure. But um, right, anyway. Yeah. Cool. It's good. Awesome. I read Blood Force Trauma number four. So the last issue ended on like a cliffhanger because they were in the arena fighting. Number so four. So this picks up straight from there, finishes that fight. Yeah, he was getting like pulled apart by like some like little yeah, demons, right? Exactly. So they finish that fight, and then they go on to train... Does our hero survive? I'm not going to spoil it, but... Oh. They're training for the next fight, so... Take <laughs> okay. Your... Who's the so, uh, lampshade guy so straight out of... The uh, lampshade yeah, yeah, uh, kind of It's a girl. Uh, she has breasts. The Mortal Kombat? China. Yeah. The little... Big Trouble in China. Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so... The, they finish that fight. That takes about half the issue. And then he finds out who he's fighting next... And so it turns out it's people that use a lot of weapons. So they have to go to this weapons lady training. for yes. weapons training. Ah. So that's who dun, she dun, is. Dun, She's dun, like dun. the weapons master that he's going to learn how to use weapons from. But no, it's fun. It's great. It's good stuff. If you like the other ones, you'll like this one. Really? Cool. It's more of the same. And the last thing I read. Is he going to be a planet? 
Who? Jason Probably. Statham. He lives in Kansas City. Probably. I know. That's what I wondered. I don't I know. I don't think so. Was he at playing last time? I didn't go. Uh, I didn't go last time. I didn't either. I haven't been pre since pre-pandemic. Yep. I read Strange Haven 1 and 2. The last one I went Almost to. Almost finished got that, uh, to Olivier Coppel. Olivier Coppel. Yeah. Olivier Coppel. You just love so him, what, I do. Have you ever read Strange Haven? Uh-uh. All right, so this came out, I don't know, 90s, 2000s. Um, the art styles are interesting. It's very photo-referenced. I don't know if this guy just got all his friends to get in, like, one room, and he, like, had him do all these poses so he could, like, trace them or whatever. The concept is there's this guy, Alex, and he's driving his car. He looks like that actor guy. Through some English country roads, and... He's driving, and he sees a girl in the middle of the road, tries to swerve, hits a tree, gets a concussion, wakes up in this town called Strangehaven. And there's a town doctor. It's a small little English village-type place. And the doctor's helping him, and they, he's like, well, what happened to the girl that I hit? And they're like, dude, there's no girl. We don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And so no, no blood trails. You didn't hit anybody, but you hurt your head, so we're going to nurse you back to health. And the doctor has a... And his assistant is this girl called Janie. She's just this young girl. And uh, so they kind of set him up and they get him all better. And, you know, he's meeting all the people from the town. They're kind of quirky characters. And so he then tries to leave the town, like drive away. And as he goes down the road, somehow he takes a wrong turn. And he's back in town. Like he can't seem to drive out of town. So... Mm-hmm. And he likes this Janie girl. They kind of hit it off. I mean, nothing too serious. And so they kind of hang out. So he decides, you know. And so her dad, like, runs the school. So he, he's a teacher. So they get him a job. So he's going to hang out in Strange Haven. I guess he had just recently got divorced. And he's kind of getting over that. So he kind of he kind of tried to get out of town to kind of clear his head. And he ends up in this town. So he's like, oh, I'll just hang out here for a while. I got a job. I'll just kind of live here. Kind of get back on my feet. Get my head straight. All that jazz. But there's all, he's kind of just wandering through town meeting all these strange, like, kind of quirky characters. Like, one guy claims he's, like, an alien from outer space, and he has this whole history about how his spaceships work, and how his race is, and he's got a name for the race, and it's just, it's kind of like Northern Exposure meets, like, Twin Peaks or something, you know? It's really? Kind of, it's got all these, like, quirky characters, kind of like Northern Exposure, but yet there's, like, this weird undercurrent of something's going on, kind of like a Twin Peaks thing, you know, in this small town. But, uh, I mean, it's fun. It's good. I enjoy the art. Uh. There's a lot of characters to keep track of, but they're all well-defined. Like, he does a good job of distinguishing them. That's weird. Um, I'm sorry. You know, Janie has, like... I mean, there's, like, 50 different stories going on. Like, Janie has a best friend, and she's, like, having an affair with a married guy, and so you got his story, and then you got this alien guy who's just kind of, like, a background character. And then, But there's, like, a secret society of, like, this Masonic club that they wear these funny hats and they're like the people of the society of the light or something. They have these weird ceremonies and you're not quite sure if they're like evil or if they're just these goofy people or if there's some kind of, they're like conjuring magic or something, you know, cause it's England, you know, you got like Stonehenge and stuff. It's like they're in a strange haven or something. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> two, anyway, two volumes. Yeah, there's a third volume that I, that I have as well. I think there's three volumes. It's not done though. Cause there's more, he's still putting it out, but very, very slowly. How long ago did this come out? It started in like the two th- early 2000s. Wow. It's been going for like 20-some years. Jesus. It's like one of those indie books that only Are comes out like print? every year. Wait, did you just pick these up? Like No, I've had these forever. Oh. 
I started rereading him because I hadn't read him for a long time. Gotcha. Another but I think right now he's putting out more chapters in like a book, oh, like God. an anthology book that Look comes out like every year or thing. something. Jesus. Uh, That's not too bad, actually. Okay. God. I mean, there's a little bit. As I flip through Oh, and then one. there's a guy in the town who's like part Amazon and part English, and he lives here, and he's got all these weird stories about the Amazons and stuff. So it's got like oh. some back history type stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely not for everybody, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of like Wayward Pines. I've seen that. And that movie, was that Valerium or whatever? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't see that either. You haven't seen that? But I know about That's it. But yeah, good. it's kind of like that, how he's trying to get out of town. But it's kind of like Thor. Ragnarok. In the beginning of the second book, he goes camping. When he's running around trying to get out of the thing, and it's a circle. In the beginning of the second book, he goes camping and kind of gets lost. And he runs into the surfer guy. He's like, yeah... It's like a circle. He's like, nobody can get out of town. The town is like a living thing. If it wants you here, you're here for a reason. You can't leave. He's like, you just have to accept it and move on with your life and live your best life. So, anyway, it's interesting. He's got a little bit of a prisoner thrown in there, too. Yeah, a little bit of that. But, like, nothing wow. seems terribly uh, evil or menacing at this point. Yeah. It's just kind of like a slice it's of life, like but, like, with this weird undercurrent. This you know weird, what I mean? Strange. So... Undercurrent. But anyway, okay. it's interesting. We'll see where it goes, if ever it finishes and I don't die first. Gotcha. Huh. Or he dies first. Okay. It's probably a bigger risk. What else you got, Drew? I think all we I'm have done. is our, like... Uh, I'm down to fables. See, he said there? he had a big stack, but half of it was fables. I, that that, that is true. That thing is like, what, freaking you have the hard two inches. Do you have all the hardcovers? No, I just have the first one. Damn it. I know, right? I, I wish I had Buy them off you. No, and For the cover price. The funny story is, so when I bought Fables, I didn't start at the beginning. Like I got into it like third or fourth issue, and so I went to the comic of book course store. You did. They had was... number one. Oh, but no number two. So you don't have number two. But at three and yeah, I have every single issue of Fables except number two. Can really? You, can you buy that? It's still kind of pricey. How much? I don't know, like thirty, forty bucks, uh, probably. Oh hell, cool. For me, it's pricey. What did you you guys think of the first? So when they came out with the hardcovers, I bought the first hardcover so I would have a copy of number two for thirty bucks. And did you guys know that they're bringing it back? Yeah, you buy like another arc. Yeah, it's coming back, baby. Really? Yeah, I heard that. Well, they had the first issue solicited in the previous. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't look at the DC. I did not know that. Yep. So it's perfect timing it's for perfect us. Timing for us. <laughs> um, I liked wow. it. Um, I remember like when I read this originally, and it was like so vertigo. It was like, oh my god, it's like Prince Charming having sex. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's like fairy tales. And fairy tales being to a more mature, a total adult, universe, mature yes, universe where there's whatever. like blood and all it over. It is very interesting. There's fairy um, tales having, there are fairy tale characters having I've sex. Yeah, a lot of people say the first arc they didn't like, but yet they love the second arc. And I think the second arc is stronger. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I thought the first arc was fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine too. Well, the big thing. Yeah, there and you it's kind of like a big whodunit with the twist, kind of oh, yeah. like I mean, it's you know. So this is the thing too, you know. I mean, you have a scene like that where there's just like blood all over the place, you know, and stuff, and you realize, hmm, I'm not just wearing 
you know, reading some little Snow White fairy yeah. tale type thing. And the twist is kind of, it's not the greatest twist, it's kind of dumb. I mean, oh, it's, from, it's not, but here's the thing. Okay, It's a great me, way to introduce all the characters bingo. in the world. That's what I felt like this was. I yeah, mean, this was really a is. nice little thing where it was like almost a prelude. It really, what he was trying to do was say, hey, this is my world that I'm setting up. And it was really more of a world building slash character building, yeah. you know, arc, Correct. you know, type things. Let me put the characters in something. Hey, what if I don't? If I do some kind of old time murder mystery, you yeah. know, type of thing, Correct. and we'll just introduce my characters in the world that I want to introduce. Yeah. You know, with a fairly simple, not too complicated story. Yeah. You know, and that's what I felt like this was I because for so. me, I know reading it the first time, I liked it because of the fact that it had that kind of factor of oh, here's some things that are familiar. All in kind of a story that's can kind of familiar, but with like a, a little twist that's not too out, you know, extreme. I guess in some respects. How um, long does Land Medina hang around? Because uh, Mark Buckingham Mark is Buckingham. such a superior artist. Mark Buckingham is the next issue. Yeah, he does the same art, but then it looks like Land Medina does the next art. I didn't know if it becomes mostly Buckingham at some point, and they just have other filling guys. Well, I really noticed, and I'm sorry, now we're talking about art, but I really noticed, like, the fourth issue was inked by not Steve Lee Loa. Oh, yeah. It made a huge, I was like, what is this? Yeah, like, it's pretty I went back and I went, oh, rough. it's not inked by Steve Lee Loa or however you say his name, but uh, this Craig Hamilton guy, which... But, uh, I don't see a lot of Land Medina around. You think he made so much money off that first... Uh, trade of fables, so you can just kick back like one out. of the Sandman guys. Can you imagine what Mark Buckingham's making then? Oh, uh, well, you want Bill Willingham as well? Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, well, I have the the first of this, and I was reading his his deal, and he's just like, this, this these started coming out like they were only on like issue sixty or eighty or whatever when they started coming out with the deluxe editions. Mm. Yeah. Like I mean. Um, and he talks about it like, yeah, I hope everybody sticks around, and I hope these big, big fancy editions are still coming out in ten years or whatever, you know, like keep it print. But yeah, yeah, that had to have been just a. I mean, it still is, I guess. I mean, that's like your. That's your what do you call it? Like uh, evergreen. Evergreen. Yeah, Bells, this yeah. is a fucking evergreen. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, and it's been forever since I've read it, and. I kind of, like, I couldn't remember right at the beginning, but I did figure it out, like, before, <laughs> who what, like, who yeah. did, uh, yeah. like, who it was, you know? I just read it, like, a few months ago, well, and I couldn't remember. What I remember, really? what I thought I remembered was, because I think... Maybe it's because I read it so many and times maybe, that it wasn't... I think, didn't Bluebeard, good. like, get his head cut off or something at some point I think early he dies on? He dies sometimes. He dies yeah. sometimes, yeah. and I was thinking that it was him. Because then I remembered that uh, Bluebeard ends up dying early on, but then yeah, I, I thought was it was like, him too. I kind of was thinking that. Uh, but then I knew that once, it was this whole crazy setup with yeah. the, with money and things involved. That is that's hilarious stuff. Like, of course the the Jack guy like wins it. He's like, I bought one ticket. He's like the lucky guy or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole thing is like, oh no, we're gonna take your money and we're gonna pay him. <laughs> <laughs> then he's gonna buy your worthless land back from you for this, so you yep. can pay that. I'm like, damn. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And it is uh, obviously, you know, you know later on that uh, 
spoiler alert for anybody listening. Nobody's listening. But uh, it's funny to see how Snow White and Big B don't really like each other at all. And you see well, that's every that's romance, right? I know. That's the, I was going to say, she doesn't care much for him. But he, he does already, like her. Yeah, he already. Right. Don't they get together because like, isn't there some kind of like spell that finally makes them get together? Like, has someone cast Well, because yeah. he has to trick her into going to the. Well, but the on this one, him. he's kind no, of on tricking this one, her. I'm saying like but when ultimately, they actually get together, when they, I think there's when, a spell. When, when, ultimately, they get together and they're already having some sparks flying, but ultimately they sleep together because of some weird, crazy spell that happens. Mm-hmm. I think if I remember right I mean, now, it's it's quite a. Ways away, but it's I actually think. not. I think it's like the third trade. All right, really? Is that that early? I thought it was okay. Yeah, uh, that could up be. Pretty soon. I don't know. But so I don't it might be. But is this worth money? It's first. The first print. one is not. No, it's the second one, of course. Like all. No, the second one is not. I think didn't. the fourth and fifth are the ones that you can't find that are like three hundred dollars on Amazon. Jesus. Huh. So yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. In some ways, it feels obviously a little dated, especially with all the stuff that they came out with after the fact of this, you know, like, uh-huh. what the hell was it? What's Upon a Time, which went on forever. Uh, yeah, uh, like the TV show? Yeah, the TV okay. show. Uh, yeah, mainly be, from a pulp culture standpoint, uh-huh. I guess, is where I want to go. Do you have any you of know? these? Sorry. Well, where I was going is is that Fables, to, in my opinion, was the first thing that kind of came out from a pulp culture standpoint that tried to bring the old fable well, stories yeah, into like the modern world. Didn't and then, Bill Willingham get pissed off? At well, he did that cause because he, they he, stole. He yeah, was, he sold he was it as trying, a TV show, and then he was they trying stole to work with, with that. And then two TV shows Jesus. between Once Upon a Time. And then uh, something else that was like, I can't remember, it was on like NBC. Yeah, there was another show that was similar. That's right, that didn't last near as long. That was similar of, of some of that. And I think even still that there's probably been maybe movies or something that take into that some of those ideas into account. You know, obviously just not the same way. I mean, you got to give it to them of the, the world that they build and we'll keep go, going into some of these. But for its time, I found it very... Unique and original. It was interesting oh, yeah. It's very well. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, and I, I still find that it's a a well crafted tale overall. To your point, maybe it's a little simplistic, but it was a good way, I think, to the try job to, done. Yeah, to try to introduce people to the world that you want to create. I feel like the second arc really knocks out of the park, but we'll get there. Cool. But yeah. Anything else, sir? That's all I got, man. Wow. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.